go to Movember.com and search my name, Donovan Phillips. If you have some money that you want to donate, that would be fantastic. If you want to just copy the link and share it, that would be fantastic too. Help me raise some more money for Movember. I don't see any of the money. It goes all to the Movember Foundation as long as you use that link. I don't have anything to do with it. I'm just the one growing the mustache to help spread awareness. Well, we need to all come together and push. Movember.com. Search Donovan Phillips. Get her done. Boom. There's the sound bite from the beginning. You're fucking smart. Welcome to the salt of the streets. Coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat. With everything going on in this nation, we need some information. And that's why salt need to be stationed in your rotation. With real talk and real topics, real people, real problems. Think we need some help to solve them and leave it up to Colin and the Donovan. Cause that's the one. What's that? Oh, let's get ready. And just like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back to Salt of the Streets podcast. This is Saturday, November 16th, 1.29 p.m., episode 73. And welcome back, everybody, to the Salt of the Streets podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on all the weekly news, pop culture, and sports that you can handle, and the best part about the whole deal is all built from the ground up for people like you and me the everyday normal person so come down and join us as we discuss life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information as always <laughs> we are your hosts i'm calling it and that is getting fucking long that's i but you did it and i i saw the i'm donovan um i saw i saw the dip and you just pulled it right the fuck back. Rose so above. You've been you've been doing this for a long time. You're getting good. Way too long. You're getting real good. So coming up on this week's show, everybody, <laughs> we're going to talk about the big orange elephant in the room being the Trump <laughs> impeachment and all the testimonies. The first rounds of public testimonies have come out. And mm-hmm. there is a testimony. It's probably over by now. But what's going on today? Oh, closed really? doors. There's still closed oh, door right. hearings going okay. on. So we're going to talk about that probably first and foremost because who knows how long that's going to take us. And then we got a big old grab bag of possibilities. Probably there's some Supreme Court stuff going on right now with uh, yeah. Remington and DACA. DACA's going on. We've got Epstein. Got some some local news in the uh, Stone Child uh, death case yeah. that happened in Paulsbo on uh, the third of July. And you know who else? We got some we got some big sports news today. Coming up in sports, that's going to be fun. We yeah, we're going to talk about fucking Miles Garrett, the Astros, talking about fucking Seahawks 49ers because fuck the 49ers, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. We got yeah. Assault on the Field. We got Kaepernick's return. That's happening yeah, today, Kaepernick. isn't it? Yeah, it's happening, I think, yeah. like right now, actually. So Yeah, and, we, and I def, we can't not hit that. So if we need I'm some not sports. Sure how many teams are there? The Seahawks. I know the Seahawks sent someone. Yeah, I think so, most teams, I think, did, right? Um, I know that there was a lot of teams that said that they couldn't because a lot of teams are traveling on Saturdays. Um, mm-hmm. And then there's also, I mean, I guess they're not traveling. They would travel earlier in the week, you know, mm-hmm. but they're just they're doing shit to prep for the yeah. game. And then uh, they're always also, busy. There's also a bunch of people, employees for the team that are out scouting for college football. I mean, there's all the college games are happening today. It's getting towards the what it's week 10, 11 of the NFL. So it's one week after that in college, week 12. So basically all hands are already on deck. Right. You know, (laughs) so 
There were some teams that couldn't, um, but I know that a bunch of teams did. The NFL was supposed to release. Okay, so here's what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> we'll just fucking um, Colin Kaepernick, as we've spoken about many times on the show before, um, had a private workout scheduled with the NFL today. I think, like in Texas or something, mm-hmm. or yeah, in Texas, like in Houston, I think. Um, and teams, you know, whoever wanted to bring a representative could, or send a representative could go and see and do whatever they were going to do. Um, and I guess see if they want to sign him, you know, to play. Cause he's team. officially a free agent um, now. He has been the entire time. I don't, that's why. So when this was first announced, I tweeted, which, you know, if you want to see my tweets, you can find me at salt of the street on Twitter. Also, uh, I am at alpaca underscore Domino on Instagram and he is at big bird Alfie on both of those things. You can find all this at salt of streets.com along with our YouTube, assault of the streets, Facebook, assault of the streets, uh, Instagram, assault of the streets, it's all there. Um, so when I first saw it on Twitter, <clears throat> I'm, Fucking nailed that, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I quote tweeted in and asked, like, is this part of the settlement? Like, is this, mm-hmm. was this part of the oh, agreement? Yeah, yeah. Because the settlement that they came to a couple months ago was closed, you know? So whatever money there was, whatever agreement, whatever it is, was closed. No one knows what the terms of the settlement was. So I don't know if this is and part of this was of the that, settlement you know? on his wrongful termination? Or? Um, he was alleging that he was being blackballed by the league and so it was collusion by the teams in the league against collusion against uh colin kaepernick to try and keep him out of the league oh. um so that's why i'm curious as to whether or not this is part of mm-hmm. his settlement um wouldn't surprise me but i guess he only had like two hours to decide whether or not like when the nfl came to him with the idea he had two hours to decide whether or not he wanted to do it um and the nfl was supposed to release a list and give him a list of the teams that were going to be there and then they said they weren't going to and um so there are a lot of people that are kind of thinking then it might be a little bit of like a PR stunt. Um, but I'm not sure. The Seahawks brought him in for a workout two years ago um, and then ended up not signing him for whatever reason, you know. So hmm. I'm not sure what the deal is. Yeah. I know, but we'll see, you know, obviously at the end of the week if, if he gets picked up by anyone. Um, well, I mean, not by the end of the week. They have time to do whatever they're going to do. But um yeah, because like there's no deadline on um, that right now, right? And I don't so so the trade deadline is passed, um, and I don't know. And you could pick up free agents at any time. I'm not sure. You know, I I believe so because you can totally pick up people for the playoffs and shit. So I I believe so. I believe you can. Yeah, you can sign free agents now. You know, so if he's there, I don't. I mean, yeah, the Seahawks signed Josh Gordon. So absolutely. Um, I mean, so. Are so we going to do that just, to the I rest of the free agents see, out there? I guess it's just to see. Um, you know, so that's why, like I said, that's why I think it might be part of the settlement. Yeah, it would make sense. I don't sense. know why else that would be. As like happening. reparations um, for, you know. <laughs> if you want to use that term. It's like, all right, if you guys want to just chill the fuck out, whatever. We got no problem with you. Come on back. It's not a thing. We're cool. Yeah. Well, then people need to know that I can play football again. Okay, well, then we'll fucking we'll hold the thing. People can come watch work out. Yeah. Maybe. It makes sense. So we'll logic s- would dictate, I think. We'll see. Um I don't believe that there are any cameras that are allowed to be there. Mm. Um I'm not but I'm not certain on that. Don't quote me. So I'm surprised it's not cool. a big televised fucking event. Um Can you imagine just from the outrage that it caused originally? People would fucking people definitely would be watch really that. really not happy about that. 
Like I, I would be some, happy about that. I don't. Some think people would be like, "Oh, it's about time the NFL yeah. made up for their a private lack showcase of, of Colin Kaepernick's abilities." Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. It's that groveling back to the. And again, I, I wrote a blog post about this a long time ago, and I don't. I've never believed that he doesn't deserve to play in the league or anything like that. Yeah. But I've said that I don't. As long as he is doing his protest that I, again, am not saying that I don't agree with, right? Um, I don't think that I would sign him either unless he is going to get the entire team to do that with him because this is a team sport and I think that they should be acting together. I think that everyone should be acting together. And that's the Cowboys, right? They they had a discussion. They were like, we're either going to like do it or we're not going to do it. You know, like, mm-hmm. we want to be on the same page about it. And they all decided to fucking like stand up and lock arms or some shit like that and do whatever, you know? And so I don't care whether or not, the teams do it. I don't have a, a you just feeling like it either when way, they all but I think do the they same should be thing. doing it together. That's I just think that that's as a, a sport where there's 53 people on that roster come game day, you should all either be doing it together or mm-hmm. not doing it at all. And if know? no one can come, t- if we can't all come to an agreement, then you shouldn't be doing it. Then we should just agree I not know. to do anything. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, I I also think that a better place would. Would be somewhere not when he's being paid, you know, because I don't. In a non-professional capacity. Right. I don't, again, I don't have a problem with him using his stance as a quarterback in the NFL, just like any other athlete using their stance as whatever the fuck they are Mm -hmm. to help drive a political cause. But I don't think it's right to do it while you're being paid to do that job, you know. I feel Um, like you can probably get away more than ever taking that kind of stance nowadays yeah because as a celebrity like that in that capacity to have that platform available to you with that mass crowd now you can take that off the field and go to social media you you can definitely communicate and you can do things on the side and all that so i can see i it's so much more attainable to get your voice out there now than there ever used to be yeah there's very little gatekeepers in that capacity and so I can see them just being, you know, like, yeah, nowadays it's it. We don't want you talking about that while you're working. That's feel, all we ask. I feel very confident that if Colin Kaepernick as the starting quarterback for the 49ers at that time would have told the media in San Francisco, hey, I'm going to go down to City Hall day after game day every week. And I'm going to talk about this thing. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to answer football questions. I'm not going to talk about the league. I'm not going to talk about any of that, right? Like, I am there as a quarterback, but I'm there as Colin Kaepernick to talk about this thing, right? I think that that's a more appropriate way to do that. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, people don't like the comparison of like, well, well, I couldn't do this at my job, but I think that that's a fair, I think it should be a fair comparison. You know, I don't think that there should be any, any, inequality in in opportunity for to exercise for protest your, you know what i'm saying yeah. at your job like i just don't i don't think that that i don't think that that's right i think it's right for the league to say that they don't want that to happen when you're getting paid or the team you know because you're not getting paid by the league but the team to say we don't want you to do that shit because you're you're getting paid by us and we kind of get to dictate you know mm-hmm. the behavior here what you do outside is none of our business but when you're here in the stadium you know, yeah, but I that, think that, that speaks well to more of a, right. a like a deeper concern in the relationship between employer and employee. 
and the fact that people feel like their job is <clears throat> they have a right to work at this job yeah and it's you don't work there at the prerogative of the guy that you know, the person that does hire you and right. pays you to do what you do and you know there's a lot of people that don't believe that bosses should have the power to fire people we have a lot yeah. of state laws like that so it doesn't surprise me that we can't have that conversation that it's the right of the league to just not employ who they want to employ because Mean, we just don't want the headaches that that might involve. We don't we don't want our team to be focused on that. We just want to be focused on the game or whatever. Yeah, and we've seen that with Antonio Brown. You know, I mean, he yeah. Pittsburgh didn't want to deal with whatever they were dealing with off the field, so they traded him to to the Raiders. And when he was fucking around with the Raiders, they cut him. And then mm-hmm. the Patriots signed him, and then some other shit came out, and they fucking cut him. And now he doesn't play football anymore. So. Uh, like all those teams got to decide his fate because they were doing shit outside of the rules. And even after when he was on the Patriots and he was found to not, you know, they wasn't against the rules or anything like that. Like everything was chill until they would, the investigation was done. The Patriots still were like, this is against our private conduct as the Patriots. And we're not going to have you on this team anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they're well within their right. Like you said, as an employer to decide, <clears throat> excuse me, what you get to do while you're there. Mm-hmm. You know, again, I don't think that I think that it's fantastic for you to use the stance, the platform that you have in that position at another place to promote a cause because that's what you're like. That's what you're supposed to be doing. I think, you Mm -hmm. know, is in certain circumstances, that's, that's what that's for, you know, is to do something good with it, if anything at all. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's hard, that hard of an argument, you know, like that doesn't seem that unreasonable to me Mm -hmm. that, that it's, that's, that's a job that, that is a job the same as any other job. And, and what just is because job? you're on TV does not yeah. dictate that you get to disobey the rules of your employer. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And expect to have a job afterwards because they don't like your behavior. And what know. is the difference between you at a job negotiating with another private individual, negotiating the terms of a contract for the, the overall price of your specific labor for that thing. Right. And whether it's, you know, you're a sewer at a seamstress place or you're working at fucking Bennick or you're working for the NFL, like there is a negotiation. And if you decide that whatever their rules are, do not jive with your moral rules, then you need to make the choice not to try to work for them. You don't have to work there. You don't have to work there. And I know that's really, that's not a a simple concept to swallow because a lot of people have to work at that specific job for one reason or another. But, you know, you can't compromise the integrity of the argument for the employee-employer relationship on the base of the, the fact that sometimes it doesn't work out perfectly. Yeah. When overall, there's no other legitimate way to structure an employment system without you forfeiting any say in what your labor produces. Right. I've been listening to a lot of JPP lately, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> I, like I, I, yeah. I was trying to figure out where it was coming from, and that, yeah, that, that was makes it. a lot of sense. <laughs> I've been binging. Um, yeah, so we'll... So we'll, we'll get s- into that. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll, no, we'll just we'll see what, what comes from... Yeah, what comes of this. I'm excited. I don't, I don't know mm-hmm. if any cameras are allowed to be there. I don't know. You know, I'm sure that... 
there will be some reports, you know, from people who were there, uh, some type of list of, of teams that were in attendance. And then he may or may not get some type of contract offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, in I'm sure the there'll meantime. be some kind so, of coverage on it. Yeah. So we'll see, you know, what's going <laughs> to. The difference is what's gonna if happen. it comes from Bleacher Report or CNN. <laughs> <laughs> if you get where I'm going with that. So the, like we said earlier, the big orange elephant in the room this yeah. week. Um, has been CNN's flooding of the airways and the video waves with the video and audio recordings of the impeachment inquiry hearings yeah. now that they have gone public. Which, again, we'll tell you, or I'll tell you before we begin this, the best place to watch this is on C-SPAN. Not in clips on CNN or on Fox News or on anywhere that's playing clips of it. The best place, as boring as it is, is to watch it. On C-SPAN, so that you understand the constant, the con. Oh my God, the context, context <laughs> of <clears throat> of every clip that's being put out, and not just the one or three or five sentences that are being pulled from five minutes of questioning, or in some cases, forty-five minutes of questioning. Um, the 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 trains that lines of questioning take, yeah, per individual are very important. And yeah, yeah, and yeah, like you said, it sucks sometimes, especially the. <laughs> The Maria Yovanovitch one was tough for me on Friday, um, which got very interesting, I will say, at some points, but we'll eventually get into that. But the afterwards, after listening to those things, and then you go back on to try to see what the Times is saying or the Washington Post is saying or yeah. CNN, and you're going, that's not exactly the way I remember it going down. Like, you got, like, the quotes right, but that's not the way I remember that whole experience going down. You know, there's there's a lot of little disingenuous things out there, or not even disingenuous. We'll say highly subjective takes on some things that were said. Yeah. And whether you're reading The Hill or you're reading CNN, you're going to get two completely different trains of thought into the same right, type of right. thing. There's there are a lot of assumptions still. I think um, specifically with these hearings. Yeah, and depending on the way that you're interpreting what's going on, you mm-hmm. know, there are kind of a couple of different general arguments to the two different hearings that happened, like general narratives that were going on. Yeah. Um, and so on. <clears throat> excuse me. On Wednesday was the first hearing, and that was Bill Taylor. Was his name George Kent? Is yeah, George Kent. Yeah, the um, the bow tie man. Yeah, and so we talked about them last time we were here actually um and kind of their they were involved opening in statements the, yeah and stuff yeah. like that um <clears throat> and so a lot of this to begin with was you know they read their same opening statements except for bill taylor added in that he had yeah he amended his original testimony yeah yeah to where he had heard from an empl- from an employee of his or a co-worker yeah, an employee um yeah, that they had overheard a conversation in which Gordon Sondland and President Trump had a discussion about mm-hmm. connecting money to fucking to meetings at the White House. Right? Yeah, he said that um, one of his aides at a restaurant in Ukraine, um, David Holmes, who will yeah. now be asked to come in for questioning, um, is an aide uh, who overhauled a, fir- a f- overheard a phone call on July 26 between ambassador um, the US ambassador to the European Union Gordon Sondland and President Trump so he, he so Bill Taylor is adding to his testimony that he heard from an aide from his who overheard a phone call in a restaurant in Ukraine yeah. so he added that to his testimony 
Um, and so when this happened, obviously there was a lot of discussion, especially amongst the Republicans, that a lot of these testimonies are hearsay, you know, and that mm-hmm. there's people hearing this from second this and third hand, and- um, especially from Jim Jordan, right? There's a, oh, yeah. a real particular, a real particular clip interaction, um, between Jim Jordan and Bill Taylor about, you know, the things that he heard and where they came from, which I, I understand like where that's coming from, but I also don't think that it's necessarily a fair point to make when the people who have or could have this direct information are being told not to come in or being told they're not allowed to, you know? And this is where I gently remind you that they are, you are not going to get totally genuine lines of questioning from the Republican party. Now this is much like all the Democrats fighting against the Republicans through judgeships and all these different hearings that we've had so far. (laughs) Now tables are turned Republicans are playing hard defense yeah. for the president. They are playing cover for him, and, and so I it just, gets ridiculous. And I just want to make that clear, right? Because yeah. I know I know that we understand that. I just want to make that clear for Definitely. everyone that's listening, that if you're talking to anyone about this, if you're listening to anyone talk about this, if you're in a restaurant or whatever the fuck, you know, and you're hearing someone talk and you're confused about it, or you're like, shit, that's, that's true. Like, maybe that isn't very good, you know, if they don't know what they're talking about. Like, that's, again, that's a... a it is a semi-fair thing to say, right? That this is second and third-hand information. Yep. Um, but again, the the people that could and possibly do what the people that could have that information, the direct information, are being told not to come in by the president, mm-hmm. which can be interpreted any number of ways, right? One of the ways being that he feels like he doesn't have a responsibility to let anyone testify because he thinks it's bullshit. Because either way, I'm sure he does think it's bullshit. He doesn't like it, you know? Mm-hmm. And the other way to interpret it is that the, they have shit to hide. And that if he, if any of these people go there, if Mick Mulvaney goes there, Rudy Giuliani, any of these people that are being told to go there that aren't going there, John Bolton. They right? will ultimately have to. They have to because they know that if they go in front of Congress and they lie about anything, especially like this, yep. and anyone knows about it or finds out about it, they will go to prison, right? They will have perjured themselves and they will go to prison or something fucking terrible will happen. It will be bad, right? And there's no way that Trump, Trump can pi- try and pardon them and make it out clean. There's, it's, it's, it a, would, that it's a would whole get shit real messy. Right? It's a whole, that is literally unprecedented. That territory. is like literally some, some Nixon shit, right? So that's like getting into, I don't want to say constitutional crisis area, but it's like saying? deep violations. And so we're not saying either way what it is, but those are the two general ways to interpret why those members are or why those staff members are not being allowed to testify right yep. again there's Rudy Giuliani Mick Mulvaney uh John Bolton it's these three that are the big ones and there's lots of other people who work there that are being told not to testify I, I want um, the three amigos I want Rick Perry Rick Perry there you go yeah Rick Perry so um <clears throat> so when Bill Taylor and there and George Kent right and Bill Taylor just for clarification yes. is the current US ambassador to Ukraine Correct, and Who he was, was doing other shit before. Yeah, um, he's been involved in the Ukraine for a long time. But after Marie Ivanovich was asked to leave, Bill Taylor took that spot, I believe. Yeah. Um. And but prior to that, he was still working, I believe, over there in the EU with Ukraine and whatnot. Yeah. Most of those um, people have long term. Yeah. Relationships and employment histories in the foreign service. Or yeah. Related to the foreign service. Just a different. Which, just as an FYI, and just kind of a reminder to everybody that the, the United States does have what is called a foreign service. And these are, you know, essentially appointed officials that are hired into these positions to be placed in things like ambassadorships and, and that run 
are official diplomatic channels overseas in other countries. Those yeah. are all members of the U.S. Foreign Service. Or the State Department. It's also called the State Department, right? Yes. That's, so the Foreign Service is under the State Department. Right. Just I. Yeah. But yeah, that's not, that branch. And I'm not correcting you just because it's referred so many different ways, you know? Yep. So if you are going to watch C-SPAN, if you're going to watch these hearings, you're going to hear all mm-hmm. these different terms thrown around just so everyone knows that they're yeah. all the same thing. Like you, you could know? be an employee of the Foreign Service, but the Forest Service is under the State Department. Right. So you technically long-term work for the State Department. So yeah, a lot of people use those. It's usually the people that are in that specific agency yeah. are the only ones that ever call them that. Right. It's like, well, no, we're the Foreign Service. <laughs> it just sounds badass, okay? So, Everyone else just refers to them as State Department officials. So these two guys, Bill Taylor and George Kent, as we talked about last episode. Um, Deputy Assistant. Secretary of State, George Kent. <laughs> right, right. So does that mean he works under Pompeo as Secretary of he, State? I think Somewhere that he works there. under, there's a Deputy Secretary of State, and I think he works under the Deputy Secretary of State. Yeah, and He's then the his area. To the yeah. Deputy Secretary of State. The Deputy Assistant Secretary of State, George Kent, for Eastern Europe and the Caucasus. Yeah, so, yeah. so, so the like Deputy regional. Secretary of State probably has hella different assistants that just work in different areas around the globe. It's like he's, so he's you worked at Dunder that. Mifflin, and then you graduated to corporate. Exactly. And now you're in a regional command yeah, center. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got to break it down office style. Exactly. <laughs> so, so these two men... Testified largely about the money, right? Largely about the defense money, mm-hmm. um, and the you know holds up and and conversations about it and the uh, quid pro quos and whether or not it was you know connected to uh, to an agreement and a White House meeting and all this stuff, right? Um, excuse me. And so for a lot of that, like I said, you can go back to the last episode and you can hear about that because a lot of this testimony was the same. And they got questioned largely about their testimony last time and their mm-hmm. opening statements. Um, so this is like a redo of the closed door session. Right, probably. right, exactly. Because they don't have much in the way of highly classified information that they can't talk about. Right. You know what I mean? So there's not really – I don't think there's going to be much – change in the testimony they gave behind closed doors and now open in public not unless not unless they receive new information like bill taylor said that he did and started talking about this phone call that he heard about he didn't know at the time when he had testified before and then he found out about it and so now he's talking about so i agree i think that most of it is going to be just a rehash of what they talked about in the closed door um so because they're talking about the money right they're talking about oh well they're holding up this defense aid uh, that we were going to send over to the Ukraine because the White House is trying to connect it to, you know, to a... To investigations. Right. They want the Ukraine to come out and announce that they're going to do investigations. And the Ukraine also wants, you know, a White House meeting. And they're like, well, if you want to come to the White House, then you have to, you know, make sure that you say that, you Mm -hmm. know, you're going to do these investigations. and Which is a um, picture they're painting by making assumptions based off of conversations they had with people that are closer to the actual alleged conversations that are happening between with Trump. Right. Right. So there's there's no direct hearing. This is not a f- none of these are firsthand like we had talked about earlier. And unfortunately, turn that out. Unfortunately for the president and the Republicans, it's an easier argument to make that this is shady. Yeah, because, because those people are not coming out to say that it's not shady and the mm-hmm. president and the White House are continuing to act defensive which may or may not be warranted yeah um, but it 
it continues to make them look shady. You know, it, does. it continues to make them look guilty. And that's um, what the, the same with with the taxes, right? Because he's continuing to fight. There was a new announcement just like earlier this week that the Supreme Court said that he couldn't he couldn't hide his taxes anymore, and he's yep. trying to challenge it again. You know, this and is the just, fucking Southern District of New York yeah, court case. That's it been just going on. continues to make you look guilty when you continue to fight it based off of some type of principle. You know, it's like when you get arrested for something that you didn't do. You know, and there are people who will just sit in prison for 20 years, 30 years because they're not trying to take a plea deal. And I'm not like advocating for everyone to take plea deals, but they're like, you know, we'll let you out right now. If you just say that you're guilty, you can be done being mm-hmm. in prison. Like, no, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm not going to admit that I did something that I didn't do. So it, it's, the, it's the same thing, you know, that it just, it makes you look guilty. Even if you're not, when you're not willing to just, which is sad. Yeah. But it does, especially after a certain period of time. And that's where, not to get off topic or anything, but that's, you know, when we talked about emollients before, that's where a lot of those concerns come from. You know, it's mm-hmm. just the the continued fight against just showing that you're not violating the emoluments clause for me to be like, well, why, then why won't you show me that? You know, it makes me think that you are when you won't show me that you're not, you know, when I have all of this, this evidence, these things that make it look like you're doing this, why won't you just prove to me that you're not when you can, when you're saying all the time that you can prove it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's. I think we need. That's a whole other conversation. I think we need to talk about. And the I, I only bring that up day. because, like I said, it's the same concept as what's going on here. That you have these people. If it's if it's not untold, if nothing is sketchy, then why why not allow Mick Mulvaney to just come in and say, "No, that's not what happened. I'm here. I can't lie. I've, mm-hmm. I'm sworn in, and that's not what happened." You know, John Bolden come in and say, "That's not what happened." Like I, you know, well, a I, lot of people just chalk it up to that. The Trumpian personality that we all yeah. know has existed since right. day fucking one, where right. he just fights everything. Right. Maybe that's and I, that. And I'm not saying that it's. I'm not saying it's out of character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying that. But after a while, it it's continues like, to add you're to always going to look it's like not that out of dirty, character. sneaky yeah. piece of shit. It's not out of character, but it's it's also continues to build that same narrative for me that you you're yeah. fucking you're sneaky that you're that's, lying about. Yeah, shit, and that's you know? why he's. Like he's been a fucking slime ball right. his whole life. And because he's always sneaky and he's a dirty, he fights everything, makes himself look guilty, even if he's not. But it doesn't help him, especially in a public relations setting, you know, right. where the court of public opinion is very important because what you're essentially fighting for is your reelection and, you know, staying in power and all this. Yeah. Seems kind of important that you don't want to fuck that up. So the main. The main narrative that it seemed to me from that day, right, from Bill Taylor and George Kinn, mm-hmm. at least from the Republicans, was that this assumed quid pro quo that it's now being called blackmail, right? That the Democrats have come out and tried to call this with withholding of money. Yeah, bribery. That's what it's bribery. Um, this temporary withholding of defense money, they're calling mm-hmm. it bribery now. Yeah, right? Nancy Pelosi um, said, quote, the devastating testimony corroborated evidence yeah. of bribery uncovered in the inquiry and that the president abused his power and violated his oath by threatening to withhold military aid and a White House meeting in exchange for an investigation into political rival, a clear attempt by the president to give himself an advantage in the 2020 election, end quote. From Speaker Pelosi. So we'll talk about the money right now, and then we'll talk about the White House meeting when we talk about Marie Ivanovich, right? Because that was brought up in the beginning of that. Um, And so the main narrative from the Republicans was that whether or not there was untold behavior between the president and the Ukraine, or there was a semi, you know, a temporary withholding of the defense money for an attempt to try and get an upstart in it. 
upstart investigations in the Ukraine into the Bidens, right? It doesn't matter because the money was released anyway, right? That's kind of the main narrative from the Republicans that day. And the main narrative from the Democrats is that it that matters because the money was only released after the whistleblower report came out, right? Mm-hmm. That seemed to be kind of the big point that was being hit out of there, right? Or at least what I took from it. Um, I don't know if you... <laughs> I didn't get that. That's I might have my but my angle of focus might be too big picture. Yeah. Cuz I'm looking more at how the two parties are interacting against each other and what they're trying to do. You know, what's the end goal here? Yeah. You know, and so like when I see Jim Jordan talking about you know, cuz he's good at what he does and he's doing he's trying to attack it systematically by finding little things, little inconsistencies that don't make sense and that should not matter. If this supposed inquiry is supposed to be a pinpointed investigation. Yeah. So he's trying to make the Democrats' argument disingenuous. But the problem is that, especially with the three people we've seen so far, and since we're on this first day, Bill Taylor and George Kent, they have what the Democrats, I believe, are trying to do are trying to paint a contextual picture for the American people because at the end of the day, if the American people are heavily on their side when it comes time for a Senate vote, that's not, it may not affect the presidency in the way that we think the Democrats want it to, but it might systematically devastate the Republicans' base throughout the Congress and the Senate. If the, which would ultimately, if the reflection of the yeah. vote doesn't reflect, uh, yeah. Like the United States opinion. Yeah, I think yeah. that's kind of what they're going for. And so when I see them having Bill Taylor and George Kent come in there, they paint this picture of what the the normal diplomatic channel system should be. Right. Because they are the guys that are being circumvented by the three amigos that are happening, you know, the the same people we talked about earlier. Right. Perry, so I'm just Sutherland talking about stuff. I'm talking about the political narratives that the members of this committee came out talking about that day. Okay. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, is these, these two, at least it now, seemed it, to me it that those that, were. And that makes sense. But is it bad that I don't think that that matters too much? I think that it matters to address it if that's what people are hearing when they're listening to the news. That's true. <clears throat> I, I would not that it matters that much, but I don't know how much weight it ultimately has. But no, no, no you're, Totally I right. think that I think what might wait, no, 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 wait, let me too dis- big picture. No, let me disagree with you. Okay. I think that it matters because when you're talking about trying to push forward an impeachment inquiry in the impeachment process, mm-hmm. the information that underlies it is going to is going to be the decider of how people feel about the investigation and about what they did, right? Yes. So this this information here is going to feed into what you're talking about the opinion of the overall united states that may or may not be reflected in the senate vote yeah is swayed by these narratives that are coming out of these investigations or that are coming out of these hearings yes because the underlying narratives (laughs) affect and so it's important for people to understand whether or not these things are true (laughs) yes so that they can decide whether or not they agree with the impeachment inquiry check right I'm not no, saying I'm that, totally on board. Right? Just, <clears throat> so this is called losing sight of what's important. Because so I'm focusing too much on the political fallout. Of, more I'm the, endgaming the political side of it, parties, so on and so forth, not the actual informative side of it. Yeah. Which I'm I'm well informed too too. It is maybe it's because it's hard for me when I listen to these hearings. 
it's hard to really pay attention to the finite detail. Yeah. Because it can get ridiculous and long winded. But that's part of the process and what <laughs> makes it so difficult and why it's easy to come to kind of dislike these type of these public hearings after a while. But they are ultimately so important that I think the reason you can get upset is because that grandstanding and the the hidden narratives, the you know that you're the fabricated narratives that you're trying to build as a political party, right. they affect the information that is underlying all of that substrata. <clears throat> and it affects the questions that you're going to ask, you know, which yeah. is what you're talking about, the questions and the way that Jim Jordan is asking, right? And that's, we certainly will talk about that because it's very important to, for people to know and to note the way that Jim Jordan and the other members of the Republican side mm-hmm. were trying to delegitimize the opinions and these men in general, right? Yeah. They're trying to make them appear partisan so that their opinions don't matter at all. Which is and, a ridiculous concept, And too. there was a point where they were – I don't remember who asked them, but they were asked, well, Sue, is any of, is any of this impeachable, right? Yeah. And they said, why well, don't – that's I don't, not why I don't I'm here. Know. Yeah, they said that that's not like, and there, this member of Congress acted, and so did the president, right? And I, that he, you know, quote tweeted some fucking clip of it, and it's like, oh, they can't even say whether or not it's impeachable. They're here, they you don't even know, right? That's not their job. It literally would be, it would be improper for them to go into Congress and to say under oath that they thought that something was impeachable. It's not their job to decide that. What good is a swearing in under oath if you're going to sit there and just give your opinion on things? Right. That's not, it's, it would be so improper for them to do that. And if they were to say that I do think this is impeachable, that member of Congress would jump on them like that and say, why do you think that it's up to you to decide whether or not something is impeachable? Because Congress is just job is that's why we're here at the impeachment inquiry to decide whether or not we think this behavior is impeachable and i don't like i genuinely feel that that is an attempted gotcha question to which these men both responded like what the fuck are you talking about yeah and both of them said it was just george kent who said that he has been a nonpartisan member of of the foreign service for like 20 years yeah. i have worked for three different republicans and two different democrats this entire pretty time. much everybody like, had that same story to even try and insinuate that this man is coming here with any type of partisan lean other than this is the information that i have and that i can give you and bill taylor said that at one point he said yep. what i can tell you is what i heard what i was told and what i saw it's like yep. that's what i can tell you and that's what i'm doing here is the things that i heard the things that i was told and the things that i saw myself yep. and so and jim jordan is trying to delegitimize yeah. his entire <clears throat> testimony due to the fact that it is not hard evidence right <clears throat> even though and like we talked about earlier the people who could corroborate this mm-hmm. are being told that they should not adhere to the congressional subpoenas that have already been issued for them. Because all these people, I mean, I'm sure that Pompeo has a subpoena. I'm sure all these people have subpoenas out. They're just being told to ignore. And people like John Bolton has said that he's going to wait till the courts tell him that he either needs to adhere to the subpoena or he needs to ignore it because the president is telling him that it's under executive privilege and it needs to not testify. Yeah. He's like, and, dude, this which ain't is, my problem. Which is a legitimate argument. That's not, you know, whether or not you're like, oh, he's just trying to hide for Trump. It's He doesn't work for the White House anymore. That is a legitimate argument at this point where he doesn't know yeah. whether what is the right thing to do. 
Right. You think Don Bolton gives two fucks about trying to defend Trump? No. No. He's just going, you know what? No. I don't want to get into this convoluted mask and appear anything. I'm going to wait till the courts decide that I have to uphold my subpoena. I'll go in. I'll say my piece, and I'm done. That is a fully legitimate standpoint to want to wait, right? Yeah. Because the Democrats have been saying this whole time they want to wrap this up quickly, they can't necessarily wait for this subpoena process to go through the courts to decide what's a stronger narrative or what's a stronger power, right? The yeah. the executive privilege or the subpoena power of Congress, because I don't know that they've ever been directly fought like this before, you know, and that's why there's no precedent directly to go off of um, for this particular instance. But that will take so long. I mean, just look at what's going on with the president's taxes. Like we talked about, it's been like at least a year, probably two years that this, oh, yeah. this particular fight has been going this case. So, it's going to take at least that long, and you certainly can't wrap up by Christmas if you're waiting for John Bolton's subpoena to still go through to the Supreme Court, you know? Yep. Well, fuck Roger Stone getting caught up in the Mueller investigation. Right. That He just got um, convicted right. the other day. On all the counts, witness tampering and all that. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, so it takes time. Right, right. And so, again, like I said, one of the other narratives, right, is that is is about the money. You know, the, the money doesn't matter. You know, and that's part of what Jim Jordan was saying, too, that it doesn't matter because it, it was released anyway. And that's what a lot of members of the Republican side said, that the money, this, you know, assumed blackmail or, or bribery that you're calling it now doesn't matter because the money was released anyway. It's not bribery, right? Mm-hmm. And – No, I think – <clears throat> because it is, I think it's important to address that because that yeah. is something they are trying to use to delegitimize the entire hearing. That's what right. their job right. is doing. <clears throat> I do think that it's not totally illegitimate because what you're doing is focusing focusing on context. The Democrats are focusing focusing on pure context. They don't right. have a smoking gun here. They're, no, they're, no, and you know, I'm I certainly so wouldn't. That's what they're trying to do. Jim Jordan right. is attacking this thing. Because the overall context, he thinks, you know, it. he doesn't want that to come to light, more or less. Like, they don't think it should be involved, for whatever reason, nefarious or otherwise. He doesn't want the narrative to interrupt with the facts only. And mm-hmm. so, he, he, can, he can try to delegitimize that stuff. But at, at the end of the day, it's important to hear. Right, and the argument that I have against that and a lot of the Republican or the Democrats had is that the money was released after the whistleblower report came out, right? And Mm -hmm. whether or not that's just coincidence, circumstance, whatever it is, right? We don't know that because we don't have anyone who's coming in here to tell us otherwise. And so until then, it's just another thing that it's added to the pile that's an easier argument for the Democrats to make that this looks awfully suspicious combined with all these other suspicious things that we're trying to figure out, you know? So that's an easier argument, I think, for uh the Democrats to make than the Republicans that, oh, well, it doesn't matter because the money was released anyway. And the Democrats can say, well, that's fine, but it was only released after we knew what was going on, you know? Yeah. Or after someone knew what was going on outside of the White House. And I don't – whether or not that's true, I'm not attesting either way. I'm saying I think that it's an easier political argument for the Democrats to make, especially in the wake of this impeachment inquiry. All these Mm -hmm. things are still going on. I think it's an easier argument for them to make than the Republicans that the money doesn't matter than – you only think it doesn't matter because it was released, but it was released after we knew that something potentially suspicious was going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, now, and I'm not defending either argument, but I'm saying I think it's an easier political argument to make. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I feel like I can trust this exact date because the source of the information is Mick Mulvaney in his, in his press conference. But when he said that the, you know, legally they had to release the money by 
September 31st. And it was released on September 11th, right? And so could this possibly be a essentially a bluff on the side of the executive branch trying to use the pressure of the aid that he really had no legitimate power to stop as right. a as a bargaining chip in what would not so much essentially be a bribery situation, but is this just political pressure? I'm not going to give you this shit because you don't know that I have to give you this An shit. An unloaded gun with a little bang fucking flag that comes yes. out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That would be... And then ultimately, maybe he called his bluff, you could say, something like that. Right. Or is, you know, does intent truly matter in this situation? Because I feel like it does. And so, and that's when, this is when I think, this is when I think people get split, right? Mm -hmm. Because this is- Was he bluffing or was he, did he legitimately think he was trying to bribe him? And I don't mean that. I mean, whether or not, whether or not you think the context matters, right? Or whether or not you think intent matters. Right. That's, that's where I think the big split is when you're talking about big picture. I think that's where the big split between believing that he should, he should, this is legitimate and believing it's not legitimate is whether or not you think the context matters or the intent. I keep saying fucking context. Whether or not you think the intent matters of why he did that. Right. Cause at this point, there's no question the aid was held up for at least a short period of time and then it was released. It would, the Ukrainians have it now. The deed is done. Right. So, or at least it's on the way. It takes time for it to process everything, but it's on the way. Right. So, I think that that's where the big, not ideological, but like the big belief split is for people is whether or not his intent matters, you Mm -hmm. know? And I personally believe that it does, you know? I think that it matters why you were doing that, you know? But if you don't think that it matters because in the end the money was released and it's, it's all, it's all, it's all fine and well because they were going to get the money anyway, Mm -hmm. then you're not, you're not going to think this is legit. You're going to think this is a huge waste of time. You know, but if you believe that that intent matters, then you're going to think this impeachment is legitimate, right? Or at least the inquiry is legitimate, right? Mm -hmm. And it's also the thing that's so confusing, I think, for people about impeachment is that you, you can't really be right or wrong. You know, there's so much opinion involved in whether or not you think something is impeachable. Like, there's obviously levels, but I mean, after a certain point, especially in this case, right? It's just whether or not you think that it's impeachable. Right. As we talked about in the the writings of impeachment, when it's when it's laid out, it's high crimes and misdemeanors. So whatever you can make fit in that broad ass category is just whether or not you think it fits, Mm -hmm. you know, and no one can really tell you that you're wrong if that's what you think goes in as long as it's like I said, past that certain bar of like not a speeding threshold, you you know, right, right. So after it's in that threshold of things that could even in be in the realm of being considered impeachment, right? At that point, it's it's matter of opinion. You know, and all these Republicans, whether or not they really believe it, they can say that they don't think that it's legitimate. That's their opinion. And the Democrats, whether or not they think that it's actually true, whether or not they believe it, or they're just trying to fight on a partisan level to, like you said, skew the opinion to shift the numbers to give them a huge weighing, even if Trump does win the next election. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a matter of opinion. So you can like you can't can't really be told that you're wrong. You know how whether how you feel about it, and that is the problem with impeachment being a a non criminal act, right? Because when you think of you know legitimate articles of impeachment, high crimes and misdemeanors, you know when they talk about the Senate, they talk about bribery, treason. Does that make sense? What I said, you know, I don't. Yeah, want it that. does. Okay, I want it does. Okay. And so, but what I'm trying to going to do is kind of yeah. rational that down to a, a a point that makes this an a non impeachable offense right because 
if the Constitution is so very narrow in what they describe as an impeachment process, high crimes and misdemeanors, right? <clears throat> Misdemeanor is still a breaking of a law. It's still a violation of right, an official right. law. So if you think as it at, so now in constitutional legality, you know, that is a constitutionally legal term, high crimes and misdemeanors. Can you make what he did as disgusting as it was ratting, <clears throat> you know, running a shadow foreign government? Right. Uh, or foreign diplomatic service, essentially. Just a, a rogue fucking new branch, unofficial of the executive branch. Right. Is that something we qualify as a misdemeanor or high crime? Or are we trying to find a, ra- find a way to, you know, are we trying to uncover a, ha- a high crime or misdemeanor due to that, due to him running that shadow government? In which yeah. case, if your problem is with the shadow government, but it does not meet the threshold of high crimes and misdemeanors, should this just be a nonpartisan media, you know, torrential storm where the entire government shits on him for doing this because it's bad for the country, it's disgusting, a president should not be running this thing, and just blackball him in the court of public opinion to the point where he cannot seek re-election. You're for and done. The Congress does what they can to fight against the executive branch. Right. And then, ultimately... We it never has to get to impeachment because it's over at election day. And I think the further this goes on, right? I think that that is what that's <laughs> in a completely me. nonpartisanly divided nation, of course. One uh, right. Um, and that's as this problem. as this goes on, I think that that's kind of what the purpose of the impeachment in- inquiry is, right? Is that we've seen some things that. We think are sus, but we don't know that they're quite impeachable, you know? And that's kind of where I was at when we still had people just signing on to the impeachment inquiry before it was officially started, but there was just, like, the list of representatives that were signing on to it. Right, right. When that was going on and people were asking about it and they're talking about it, like, why think that that's legitimate? You know, the things that we saw in the Mueller report, all those weird instances, just the weird shit, you know? Whether or not I think it's impeachable, I don't think that those things were impeachable, but I think that they warranted further investigation, right? And that's why, that's why I was and am still in favor of the impeachment inquiry, right? I don't like the way that it's being spun into this is like the definitive whatever, you know? But I think that that's the purpose, is when you've seen things that make you uncomfortable, but you don't have anything that is actually a high crime or misdemeanor quite yet that fits the threshold, like we talked about, of impeachment. We've seen some things that make us all really fucking uncomfortable. Highly. I think that that's what the purpose is supposed to be, but it's being painted in a completely different way. Are we trying to set a new political norm is what this is, maybe? So make this thing that we we do not approve as an American populace of the president and the executive branch running shit the way you're running. And I've... Whether or not that ends in impeachment or it ends in a good world, in a... A landslide victory of someone else. Yeah. That would be a problem. I mean, I, that would be, to me, the way to solve something like that. Because at the end of the day, you can elect somebody that is a terrible fucking person that still does everything within the bounds of the law, but, people, but that does that, not meet American 
ethics and morals. But for that to be the case, right? For that to be, because I agree, right? But for that to be the case, people have to not just show up on election day. They have to show up on the weird intermediate elections when their delegates get elected. And people don't do that. They it's just like show up for we, the. They just when we show up recall for a governor or something, right? They just show up for presidential election day, and then they're like, "Well, why doesn't the popular vote reflect the you know the electoral college?" Yeah, because you didn't vote in the midterms when you were electing delegates. You only voted when you were electing your senators and all that shit, and you didn't mm-hmm. care about the rest of the shit. You so didn't care if, about picking your right, your person. Right. You people you care about to, picking from. Who the party decided exactly. was the person. They have to show up for primaries and shit like that, and people don't do that, you know? Which, by the way, you can't do if you're on the fucking board of an impeachment hearing. <laughs> that's Surprise, surprise. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's... The timing of this thing, like I said earlier, I think in the pre-show, I wanted to kind of game some of this stuff out. So once we get done with Maria Yovanovitch, um, I kind of want to play some like where this might go games with you yeah no absolutely so and i think we could probably move on to yeah absolutely on friday um this is all kind of a large conversation like so i just kind of have two like main narratives that came out of the people's mouths afterwards it's Mm -hmm. like what i have written down i think this one was starkly different from the first day yes um because later it turned into like her being fired like have because she's a woman and shit like that was really weird but before that right um <clears throat> oh, the she dread bread. testified and she was fired like before the aid was withheld and you know without reason and people were really suspicious about it and the, so the the main the main kind of narrative right is that why she was fired doesn't really matter because ambassadors and foreign service members serve at the pleasure of the president right which mm-hmm. is a legitimate argument to make this one this one was harder for me to buy into than the bill taylor and and the uh, George Kent testimony, this one was harder for me to buy into because that is a really legitimate argument, you know? It that is. Whether or not you agree with the reason, they serve at the pleasure of the president. He can do what he wants. Yep. You know, that's – that goes to my larger point of painting right. the overall narrative. Um, and then the kind of democratic response to that, right, is that it matters because the way that, that Trump fired her was suspicious and he was just trying to get her out of the way so that they could do the blackmail, you know, the uh, – the bribery in the Ukraine, right? And yeah. that's that narrative got pushed when they're they are giving this huge background of well, she has this many awards, you know, for and recognitions for fighting corruption. And so many people said she's so tough on corruption and corruption and corruption and corruption. And so you're trying to get this woman who's really tough on corruption out of town so that you can be corrupt in the Ukraine, which I, you know, again, it's like a lot of I that to me sounds more like assumption. Than the Republican argument of, like I said, of like he can do what he wants, you yeah. know, like I know in this particular instance he can do what he wants, he and if he didn't, can. even if he didn't like you, right, <clears throat> you're saying that it's suspicious, which in a standard presidency, like you were talking about earlier, in a standard presidency would be really suspicious, really fucking weird. But for President Trump, this is not weird. Mm-hmm. If Rudy Giuliani's all up in his ear saying shit that's not true, that him and and uh, you Yavakovich or whatever the guy's Yanukovych. name is. Yanukovych. Yeah, whatever. If if he's feeding to the president shit that they're making up about this woman, she's not gonna. He's not gonna like her, and he's gonna fire her because he's gonna believe what he's being told by Rudy Giuliani over what anybody else in the State Department says. He's not gonna give a fuck because Rudy's like, no, no, no. She's fucking saying all this stuff, and you know, look at Somalia and all this shit. Like, oh, so it's it doesn't matter. Like, it would be weird if President Trump wasn't the president, but it it doesn't. 
like that one doesn't wash as much for me, you know, because like I said, it's, he does shit based on what people tell him. He doesn't believe the media. He doesn't believe even people who work for him other than anyone who's like right in his office and on his phone all the time, you know? Yeah. So I don't, it's the trust thing. Right. If, if Trump trusts you, he will believe anything that you say. And this is like Trump being best friends with Alex Jones. Or Eddie Bravo. <laughs> yeah. This is a problem. This this is a guy... If, if you can't tell me he has bad taste in, you know, senior advisors to the president, I would challenge you to look at his fucking track record of who he's had. Right. You know, fucking Steve Bannon as senior ad- advisors to the president. He does not have good taste in people. He was also friends with Epstein, as yeah. we have found out through the Epstein thing. Like he has he does not have good taste in people. He's he's bad friend stock. You don't want him around. And I feel like if you're gonna try and make the argument that he's firing her to get her out of the way so that he can be corrupt in Europe, then you he have to have fired way more people than just her to try and do corrupt things in Europe. Mm-hmm. I mean you have to replace all of these positions. All these people that are coming out and testifying now, you have to have replaced them with people that are in for you because obviously none of these dudes are devoted to you you know they're like no fuck what you said about not testifying we just got a subpoena from congress yeah we're gonna show up like we're gonna go you know maybe mike pompeo in the state department so but that's not it's he's too high these are people in the foreign service so it's it's there's a disconnect that he's not comfortable with it's a harder and i'm just like that just feeds further in for me that that's a really hard it's a harder thing for me to buy Mm -hmm. you know that he's clearing her out specifically just so that he can be corrupt like i don't I think she. Was he doesn't a, know who she is. He doesn't no. know what her record is. He probably has never even heard of her until Rudy Giuliani is coming in the White House shitting on her. You know, yep. so he has no reason to know that she has any of these awards that she's tough on corruption, unless it, that's what Rudy Giuliani's saying. But he came out publicly and talked shit about her. So I don't. This, to me, the <clears throat> whole my whole take on her testimony altogether. This was a purely contextual witness. They wanted to paint the picture in the yeah. public's mind of how she got not just fired. It would have been one thing if she was just fired. Ousted. But she was fucking smeared. Yeah. They made her look like shit. And her record does not back that up at all. Right. And and I don't think, you know, there's been a lot of mixed punditry on on what was said while Trump texted or um, tweeted during the Dude, fucking firing tweets as she is testifying on C-SPAN. Firing tweets. Yeah. So while she is describing how she was blackballed and just so essentially blackballed or, you know, a smear campaign is basically just trying to get you to quit by just putting a bunch of dirt out there that probably isn't true. Right. You know, in the political terms, we would call it like, uh, you know, you're throwing mud. This is a it's right. a mud fight. Two dirty campaigns between two dirty politicians. And they even brought up some they brought up some tweets from Rudy Giuliani and from Donald Trump Jr. who posted who retweeted an article actually from the Daily Fucking Wire. I don't know if you saw that. I was watching it on YouTube, um, and the Daily Wire wrote an article that I have not found yet, but I should have gone and found it. I forgot about it until we were just talking about this. I need to find it. The Daily Wire wrote an article that the headline was something, you know, concerns grow about, you know, Yovanovitch and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And Donald Trump Jr. retweets this article, and it's like, yeah, we need to get, you know – her out of here and more guys like whoever the fuck, like Mm -hmm. another dude that he wants in there. So, well, and – well, I don't want to go people, down that road yeah, because 
what I th- if I remember right, Maria Yovanovitch was the acting ambassador at the point when the whole the other quid pro quo that went down during the Obama Biden era, right? With the you know right. the, you need to fire this prosecutor that was yeah. you know supposedly investigating Burisma, and otherwise you got six hours. My plane's leaving. Otherwise you don't get the cash. I need him fired or I'm out. Yeah, like that. That was a thing that went down. She was the ambassador at the time. I don't know what the article is, so I'm not going to assume what's in it. No, there. and I'm not. Just I'm just the that's context the, around right, that. Like, right. That might have been what they were trying to <laughs> represent. Right. Um, because that is something that they do try to do that. They try to tell the reverse story, you know, very well, actually. But um, whether it's disingenuous sometimes or not, I'm not going to say. But but I think that's, like I said, she was there to to contextualize her, you know, being you know, for no reason whatsoever, just smeared like nobody's business yeah. to get her the fuck out and ultimately saying, you know, the, the whole thing, like things are going to happen to her, you know, she's going to go through some things. I remember if that's what Trump said on the phone call with Zelensky. What's that? The Trump phone call with Zelensky when yes. he said, oh, yeah, and the the ambassador, the woman. The woman, yeah. Yeah, don't, you know, she's bad right. news. You know, but some things are going to happen. She's going to be going through some things. Yeah. You know, that they tried to paint that as intimidating the witness and all this stuff. And then and Schiff brings out the tweets. Yeah, yeah. And in which President Trump tweeted, everywhere Maria Yanvanovich went turned bad. She started off in Somalia. How did that go? Question mark. Really? Because it's the ambassador's fault. Then fast forward to Ukraine, where the new Ukrainian president spoke unfavorably about her in my second phone call with him. It is a U.S. president's absolute right to appoint ambassadors. They call it, quote, serving at the pleasure of the president. The U.S. now has a very strong and powerful foreign policy, much different than uh, preceding. I think, yeah, he used the wrong proceeding. Administrations. It is called... Quite simple, America first. With all that, however, I have done far more for Ukraine than so on and so forth, than then Obama. O. Than he o. says O. Yeah, he ran, he o. ran an O. He ran out of character. So, in other words, he fucking kind of like does what Trump does on the Twitter and fucking attacked her <laughs> in the middle of her testimony about her being fucking smeared by Trump's shadow fucking government policy. And there's two things, right? I want to address real quick. The first one, you were talking about there are so many Republicans talking about Hunter Biden and, you know, Joe Biden trying to get this prosecutor out because they were investigating investigating Burisma, right? And so I have an article here from Reuters, just so that we can put this to bed, right? Yeah. Um, That the investigations that were being done by what the fuck, Shokin? Is that what is? Victor Shokin. Yeah, right? That was the previous inspector general that Joe Biden was trying to get out. And like we talked about before, right? The Okay, so the main difference, gotta hate this, the main difference, right, between this this other narratives that Republicans had, they're like, oh, the, the you know, the quid pro quo that happened between Donald Trump, if that's what it is, then then Joe Biden did the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And the difference that, that we've talked about before is that what Joe Biden did directly aligns politically with the United States' best interest and the rest of the world, because Victor Shokin was... Well known to be corrupt as shit, right? Yeah. So that's one main difference. That no matter what, it 
it matches up with the political interest of everyone else in the world when whatever President Trump asked for, even if it was nothing or just this stuff here, that only aligns with their political interests in the United States, not in geopolitics or in actual national security or anything like that. Yep. Just just in personal political interest, right? Tiny little pot. That's one main difference, right? So when that's being ignored by the Republicans like it generally is and they're still talking about it, they're talking about, bless you, how Victor Shokin was looking into Burisma. They're like, oh, well, that's why Joe Biden was trying to get him out. So this article here from Reuters, <clears throat> excuse me, the investigation that was being done into Burisma was focused solely on activity that took place before Hunter Biden, son of former U.S. President Joe Biden, was hired to sit on the board, Right. So all of the activity that was even being investigated by Burisma happened before Hunter Biden even worked there. So it wasn't being investigated because it was sus that Hunter Biden was working there. It was being investigated because they used to be corrupt and had since been sorted out since the Russian government had been kicked the fuck out because there used to be a public government in place in the Ukraine. So think about it this way. Motherfuck! If the prosecutor was corrupt, Joe Biden's son would have essentially been extorted to be remained, you know, so that he could remain clean and safe and all this good stuff. Right. Which, if Burisma was indeed dirty at that point in time, when whenever the fuck he, Hunter Biden was on the board, that would have literally done damage, potential damage to Biden's son. Right. While he worked at Burisma, the the logic does not carry either way you do it. You're yeah. removing the corrupt prosecutor because you're afraid that the corrupt prosecutor is going to come after your kid for doing things illegitimately. Right. No, the corrupt prosecutor would probably be like, hey, bro, if you don't put me on the take, I'm going to I'm gonna bounce some shit out. So you, you put somebody solid in that place. What makes you not think that that prosecutor is going to go after, you know, if that's investigation was legitimate would have gone after it the the work had already been done you right. just step right in and prosecute one thing that i think is still unclear is this why they call it a debunked theory when they talk about giuliani talking about debunked right. conspiracy theories it is debunked it, it does not make logical sense for that to happen the way the the trumpian narrative has been put forth right and one thing that's still unclear, which may or may not matter, right, we'll find out in the future, is why Hunter Biden has that job in the first place, right? Because that's what so many people are still confused about, which you why? Know, may, or, may or may not matter, right? There is, it's, I, it's very, su very super simple. Weird. It's definitely it's, super weird. It's right? not super weird. Um, it's very simple. It's called you, nepotism. It's logic would dictate, again, in this thing, that why would a big private company that's got a lot of money... Why would they not want to scoop up the president's son, put him on their board so they can have tight relations with the U.S. government? That is one of the – it's like a fucking, you know, double-sided sword or whatever, double-sided blade or whatever. Like, one well, I – That's just it, – it's fallout from having a famous, powerful-ass parent. You're, somebody is going to come try to scoop you up, and we've talked about this a little bit before. Just because you get lucky – you win the lottery and your fucking dad becomes president or mother. We're not sexist here. Um, if just because one of your parents becomes president, now all of a sudden you got super tight, close connection to the most powerful person in the Western yeah. world. Why would you not try to scoop them up and offer them a shit ton of money to not do anything? And so I thought about it more in the way that you said, look, sus, right? I thought about it more. <clears throat> 
in the way that they would want Hunter Biden there because the Bidens up until that point didn't have any scandals going on. Like they looked like they were, everything was on the up and up, you know, the, mm-hmm. they're like you said, they're, he is vice president, you know, but I didn't think about it as much as a nepotism thing as more of just like, it does look good, you know, that we're just trying to look as clean as possible and we have oh, to be clean. You know, if, let's get him on. Right, otherwise and, and we have to be clean. If, if the son of the vice president is willing to come and work for us, then we have to be clean because he wouldn't involve him himself in some sus shit that could turn bad for his dad Mm -hmm. you know it's like in which way do you choose to perceive the situation right right and uh, so do you put good faith towards this party or that party right and that's more of what i thought is just like that they're just trying to look clean they're like let's just find someone who doesn't have any scandals you know which again would pay them and this logic would dictate that's just a smart thing to do if you have the opportunity to do it right why would you not do that even getting close to the government through nepotism why would you not want to do it? Nothing says you can't. Right. Whatever. You're just gonna. I'm gonna pay X amount of money to get something that's gonna fucking make me and billions. If you're, and if you're Hunter Biden, they're like, well, we'll pay you 50 G's a month if you come and work here, like mm-hmm. move to the Ukraine and be here and like learn to speak Ukrainian because you don't know how to already. I don't think. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I would be like, okay, I don't fucking a right. I don't absolutely 50 yeah. G's a month. I don't. Let's do it. Let's I don't. Do yeah, it. I know. I'm sure you're gonna give me a car and house too. So. I'll fucking go to the Ukraine, buy me some good snow gear, and I'm in. Like, I, you yeah. know? So, Establish myself as an international man of business. And that was part of what George Kent said, was that he had told the vice president's office at one point that it was a potential concern because it could look suspicious. Not yeah. that he had seen anything suspicious, not there was anything suspicious, but it had the potential to be made an argument like it's being made now, that it looks sus, you know? It does. It does. In the right context, it doesn't look good, you know? But again, there is no evidence that is conclusive or even legitimate as we've seen here. All the shit that's come up has been debunked. There's nothing legitimate Mm -hmm. to show that there's anything other than just it looks weird, you know? It's one of those, I hate to say it, man, but nepotism in its like most base form will always exist in our society because there's no way. And it just doesn't look good. Due to the way we, we structure our family, our our family foundation, our family system. There's no way to get around it. It's going to happen. It doesn't mean it's always going to be bad though. Right. It's it's similar to that, that role of the monarchy dice. And that's the difference between, between, you know, what's being called the two different quid pro quos, you know, is mm-hmm. that this one has been investigated to logical ends and been found, at least thus far, that nothing truly untold has happened. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't look good. As a nepotism, rarely does. You and know I what think I'm saying? that was more or less just a failure in narrative from the media standpoint when right. they decided to blow up that term quid pro quo. Yeah. And then Mitch comes up and says, Mitch, not Mitch McConnell, Mitch Mulvaney yeah. comes up and says, you know, yeah, we fucking do that all the time in foreign policy. <laughs> right. Get over it. Right. And then you realize, oh, yeah, I guess we kind of do. That's called exerting the power of your nation on yeah. others to bend them to your will. Also called foreign policy. And so one of those things that we use, right, is is the meetings. And that was yep. the other thing that's being talked about in this blackmail thing in the bribery. In the bribery. I, why the fuck do I keep doing that? Does so he got pictures, bro? Um, I mean, he used to be a comedian. <laughs> you know he's got pictures. Um, in the bribery, right? One of the arguments of the Democrats is that- And he's Ukrainian. The, the meeting in the White House is being held over the Ukrainian president so that he'll come out with this announcement of the investigations, right? Yep. At the beginning of Marie Ivanovich's testimony, Devin Nunes reads a transcript that was supposedly released by the president. On Twitter. On Twitter, right? The president (laughs) released it. And it's a transcript from the first phone call that the president of the United States 
and the president of the Ukraine shared in April when he was first won the election. Yeah, right. He wasn't. He was still president elect at that time. Yes, it's and the old congratulatory. Hey, you just won, baby. Congratulations. Right. I look forward to dealing with you in global geopolitics. Right. And so, among other pleasantries, the president of the United States invites the president of the Ukraine to the White House. Right. Directly. Directly, which it seems to blow up the argument that. A, a White House meeting was being held over the head of the of the Ukrainian president because it was offered on day fucking one, you know, yep. whether or not that's legitimate, because there's also just shit that people say, you know, oh, man, we never see each other and we got to fucking hang out. And then you don't <laughs> hang out with that person until you see them again Ever. two years later. Right. That's so, me. And so, again, I'm not saying that I'm saying it's either way, but there's two very different ways to interpret that that are both just as legitimate, right? Definitely. That it's either just a thing that he said in passing because that's what people say, or he really was inviting him to the White House and it just hasn't been scheduled because other shit's going on and now there's all this investigation and fucking nonsense that he's like, just just wait, you know, we'll just wait until just it's over up. and then we'll talk about it. So We'll talk about it then, bro. Maybe we'll talk. About right. It. So we don't have any way to say, you know, what what the correct interpretation is. Because we're never going to know right? everything that happened. Other than the invitation did happen in a proper actual transcript of the phone call from the White House, not just like one that's made up, you know, from what people remember around. Mm-hmm. Right. At least that's what it seems to be, that it's like a transcript from the phone call. It's the White House from Washington. Eyes only do not copy. So, And then down at the very bottom, unclassified. So it was probably one of those things that was very classified until somebody goes, hey, Mr. President, can you declassify that? We can fucking use that. A- we can use that, man. And he's like, all right, cool. Done. Declassified. Right. So... Again, so now, what know, do we do? Whether, yeah, whether what or not it's legitimate, there's you. The only one actual strong argument still exists, and that's about the money, you know. Mm-hmm. But that still, again, boils down to whether or not you the you think the intent matters and what your opinion is of that, you know. Mm-hmm. And so this doesn't because if his intent intent was to bluff and say, yeah, no, I was talking tough. He didn't right. know I had an ace to play, and so I played it. What the fuck do you have wrong with that? Like, yes, right. that was the deal. That's what I wanted to do. But he'll never say that. Even never. if that's the case, he'll never say that. Because there would technically be nothing wrong with that. It might but it offend might piss everybody off the Ukrainians. Enough. The Ukrainians might be really upset about it. And that's like... And I don't only... think he really gives a fuck. Right. Because... Which is just, again, I mean, begs like, then why policy. wouldn't you just say it? If you don't give a fuck, then just say it. You're like, no, fuck the Ukrainians. What did I, I say earlier shit. about Donald Trump Jr.? They just like to fight. They like the fight. It's like, hey, I ain't doing, I'm technically not doing anything wrong. So I'm going to do what I want and I'm going to rub it in your fucking face because there's nothing you can do about it. And that's just the sleazy New York real estate guy I am. It's just a douche. It is, which is very important because (sighs) let's, let's game this out now. Okay. Impeachment happens. Um, the last informal update that I got from the NPR Politics podcast where they say they think it's anticipated that the impeachment will go down on or around the new year. 
And election wise, it keeps being the earliest one I heard. Ben Shapiro way misquoted and talked about some early summer shit or some stupid shit. Right? Yeah, that was a long time. He were like, he was like Halloween, and the the earliest I ever heard was Thanksgiving. Right? Mm-hmm. That was the earliest I ever heard that they were like, well, hopefully it can be done by Thanksgiving. Hard you know? no, not. And happening. then shortly after that, they were like, probably more around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like. That sounds a little more legitimate if you're getting it done quickly. If you're doing it behind doors, not letting the Republicans fuck around, other than just and they're still doing it quick. Public, right? They are doing it quick. Right. They got a there's, testimony that happened today behind closed doors. We got they're they're moving. We got a whole schedule. Of people, I think there's for next seven week. more next week. Yeah, which so, I ooh, I want Kurt Volker, Don Sunlin. That's gonna be. Yeah. I really want Giuliani because he can't talk. Every as soon as he opens his mouth, every time he Just says a word, word it's, that's one shovel into yeah. the grave that he's digging himself into. It's horrible. He just needs X amount of you know room to bury himself, and then he's dead. When he just word vomits, he just talks and talks and talks and talks. He's you know, just, he just keeps I, you know, I'm just a small, I'm just a, I'm just a lawyer. You know, I'm just a country lawyer. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> and it's all right here on my phone. The State Department called me and hired right, me. Right, Because that's the other question that was raised after – it took a little while after the Donald Sunlin um, – or not Donald Sunlin, Bill Taylor and George Kent testimony. Yeah. Um, the narrative started to emerge that, you know, well, is Ju- – so Julian is out there running this alternate channel of diplomacy, doing some shady shit, being an asshole. Right. <laughs> was he at the time? Was he on the payroll of the State Department? Because if he's not, right. there's a whole nother list of things he can be, you know, acting as a a foreign foreign agent. So he's yeah, foreign and agent and not filing as it and doing right. all this stuff. And there's like, an investigation in being trouble. done. Yeah, I just heard about that on the way here. I think on Shapiro that they just came out that there's an investigation being done into oh, Rudy Giuliani good. about whether or not he's registering correctly as a foreign agent doing shit overseas you know so it depends largely like you said who he's being paid by whether or not he's doing something illegal which is highly unfortunate yeah because it will still not get to the bottom of the question that we obviously all have of the president being able to run diplomacy literally in any fashion he so chooses right if they get him on a technicality because giuliani was not filed as a foreign agent and he should have or something like that that's still not going to answer the question of whether or not we want a president to be able to do that it's just going to be harder next time it's just going to be harder the next time they do this yeah because he's going to just have everyone register and i'm afraid that like through the constitutional powers of the executive branch like, I have a feeling that there is no constitutional problem in him doing this shady-ass shit. I really don't think that it's going to come down to it. But I kind of feel like I would like some more rules in I that don't department. I don't know enough about the Constitution to know if it's written out, like, you know, that you're supposed to use yeah. diplomats to... Well, you know, if it says anywhere the, uh, in the, the Constitution executive branch, that you're supposed to elect people to do your foreign relations shit, mm-hmm. and he's not doing that, then it's against the Constitution. Then it's unconstitutional because you're choosing people who are unelected. These ambassadors that are all being chosen by the president mm-hmm. also have the whatever the confirm and whatever. Yeah, they have by, to go through confirmation. Exactly right. So yeah. 
So if you're choosing people who aren't being confirmed by the House and by the Senate, then you're going outside of the proper channels and you're being unconstitutional if that's the case, right? Then that's not fucking cool. That is not cool. But I don't that- know... Right, I know that's my assumption. I don't know what it so says. So he's in the Constitution using about that doing, to, you know, circumvent. Because if I, have I, no ooh, idea. I got to find out. In is laying Bill out Taylor, the powers of the president, is Bill Taylor the confirmed ambassador? I don't think so. Because if he's acting, and that's so, like, and why would know. you not just make Giuliani your acting fucking ambassador to Ukraine? I, if yeah. that's what you want to do, I also don't know if because Bill Taylor was already confirmed in his position that he, I don't know if he has to be confirmed again in this new one. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that for certain positions you do like the CIA director and whatnot. They were already deputy yeah. CIA director, which you didn't have to be elected or confirmed for, but the new one you did. So I, I don't know. I don't know if you've already been confirmed once for your mm-hmm. position that's like directly underneath it. If yeah. you have to be reconfirmed to. Which which up. might be I have no idea. the exact loophole because, you know, this dude, take he's been taking advantage of governmental loopholes his whole life through the tax law and through all this stuff. Is that a government loophole where he can get around a confirmation process and just for a short time, for a short time at a time, for little clips at a time, he can have whoever the fuck he wants in charge for a year. And then, yeah. he, you know, then they have to leave. They have to do something because they haven't been confirmed. And then you just throws another acting guy in there and then just right. wait for another year. Could that be the case? It wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. I don't know, but you know that if there is someone who can make that argument, then he has them on staff. Mm-hmm. And know? I can or tell Rudy you, Giuliani's out there looking for him. While we're doing the impeachment process, ain't no way anyone's going to get confirmed. No. There's no time for anything anymore, no. which was what my blog post was about. Not if you're seeing seven different fucking testimonials a week. Oh, know? God. Them things take up so much time, but it is nice, I will say, to not have to rely on weeding through all the articles afterwards. Yeah. It's nicer to just to just listen sacrifice to the time, keep it on. You know, they take enough breaks. You know, you can get through it. They do. You can do it too. Right. Anyone you know. who listens to podcasts a lot through the day, you know, just download the C SPAN app instead. Yep. Um, and just listen to the hearing through that. And if you listen to it on, there's different like channels on there, C-SPAN radio mm-hmm. and then C-SPAN one, two, and three. If you listen to it on C-SPAN radio, they'll generally tell you which member of Congress or is asking the questions at that time. Yep. So you don't have to wonder. They'll generally tell you, you know, they and do Sometimes a, when they're on recess, they have a little narrative, you know, uh, right, right. commentary. It's and called stuff. like Washington Today or something like that. Yeah. And they'll take calls from around the country. If a, a Democrat Which line, a Republican line, that. and an independent I line, cannot it's stand so that. bad. Oh, it's so bad. Fucking because it's the people who are sitting at home watching C SPAN who are all just fucking old or like oh it's just, it's so it's just bad that type you know? of you know it's the person that is not at work right now right that's <laughs> break it down not to that at level. work at 11 on a fucking wednesday and can de- can devote six to eight hours of their life to watching the c-span yeah. that's a thing that happens i watch it on my phone at work wow yeah i just set it up oh on, you actually watch it yeah the last couple of times i've watched it i've i'll I'll watch it through the life of my cordless headphones, and then when those die, then I'll take it off and I'll plug in my regular headphones and I'll listen to it. <laughs> I so. can't get away. I can't cut the cable on oh. my cords. I just because it's constant, dude. I am a fucking cyborg at this point. Yeah, I am plugged into my headphone 
in my right ear probably You're just 14 talking hours to people a day all the time yeah cuz i get i'm on the phone a shit ton throughout the day and then when i'm not I need something to distract me from the chaos and, and disorder Do in my life. Do you still have your iWatch so you can play things? No. Oh. I moved away from that because that adds too much involvement into the communication. You know, it's too much like this notification, that notification. Somebody texted you. I got to focus, man. I can't, I can't do advanced trigonometry and be distracted. That's, it's just, it's that rough. seems fair. You know? That seems fair. Advanced trigonometry. I hate the fact that I do that for work. Yeah, fuck you. That's weird. <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> it's fun. I hate math, but it's fun. You know what it is funny? Because I feel like we're kind of done with this, and I really want to lighten the move, mood a little bit. What you got? Um, for one, I want to talk about my blog post, because I feel like it was awesome. It was. I don't even want to brag. Humble brag. Uh, <laughs> And I forgot the other stupid side point because I got all excited about my blog. So if you didn't listen to the blog, stop what you're doing right now and go listen to the blog it because excellent. it was awesome. It was absolutely excellent. Because um, that's, I think that's actually a good, uh, you know, a little mini segue for a mini topic before we're out here. Because, you know, my blog post was kind of on the fact that this impeachment thing, you know, a lot of people argue that Trump's been getting impeached since the day he got elected and all that but and and if you can't see the the partisan effect that his election has caused throughout trying to solve all the the problems that we have all the issues that came up the immigration crisis all these different mm -hmm. problems with iran and climate change and all the stuff that everybody's talking about if you can't notice the fact that nothing is happening because of the the right or wrong the obstruction against doing anything in conjunction with President Trump from one side of the political party. You know what I mean? There's, it's, it's a stonewall. We're, we're at a gridlock. We're a political gridlock. That is more a problem, I think, than anything else that might exist within the impeachment inquiry. I am more concerned that while we are trying to stop Trump from doing what he's doing because he's evil in their minds, we have failed as a, a, a congressional body to, to do the work of the American people. And it's, certainly, you know, certainly. It's, I, I focused on that, uh, which I was super fucking proud of because John Podhorance said the, he made the same fucking analogy on the commentary on Thursday. And I had put my shit out way fucking before that. So it was my <laughs> idea first, asshole. He brought up the same analogy of, you know, Representative Rashida Tlaib from the squad, when she got elected, she told that little story where she was like, oh, yeah. And then my son came to me and was like, you know, aren't you, you know, so happy, you know, bullies don't win. She was like, yeah, baby, bullies don't win because we're going to get in there and we're going to impeach the motherfucker. Yeah. That's no, that's not why you were elected. Yeah. Yes, you need to do this because we obviously have a vested interest in this. But there are a fuck ton more people in the Congress that are not on your fucking committees that can do their fucking job for you, <laughs> you obviously will stop a testimony in right in the middle of it to get up and go vote on things that you obviously ha are not informed about because you're right. not part of the fucking discussion and you're going to go vote on those things. Why is nothing getting done while you are so focused on overthrowing the president in some capacity? Right. Why? Do your fucking job. And it Which is...
it was which just gives me a, a whole nihilistic view on why the fuck every time we go into these these big testimonial experiences, whether it's the Mueller report or you know all these different things going on. I'm just like you guys are so focused on this shit. You you forgetting to do your job too. Like this is not just your job. I need you to also fix the fucking problems in the Flores agreement. Right. I need you to fix immigration. I need you to fix the problem that with fucking China taking over the fucking world right in front of everyone's eyes. Like we need to address these things. Not just focus on who the president is. Right. Well, and it's, it's frustrating. It's partially a vicious cycle because at the same time that this is happening, you have the president that's thrown around the term like the do nothing Democrats, you know, yeah. which it's. Bro, cert- you're not doing anything it, either. Right. Well, and it's not just the Democrats, it's the entirety of Congress. You know yeah. I mean? Nothing's being done in the Senate. I mean, there was a gun bill that was passed in the House and it's not even been brought up for discussion. Not that I'm mm-hmm. trying to champion it, but I'm saying that there, there are things there that are not even being discussed. You know what I'm saying? Like nothing. There are people that are taking the floor all the time and mm-hmm. they're just talking about shit. You know what I mean? Mitch McConnell's going down there all the time talking about how stupid the Democrats are. Yeah. You know, like people, the people are wasting time. You're a fucking turtle, talking dude. About nothing, You're a turtle. You know, that's all I'm saying. And that's like you said, there are a certain amount of people that are in the uh, the Senate Intelligence Committee that their job right now is to be investigating this impeachment inquiry. Everyone else has way other shit that they should be doing. Like they yeah. they don't need to be talking about this all the time. They need to be doing their job. You fucking know? Derek Kilmer's out there trying to call your ass, and you're just not picking They're up his phone dudes. calls. I was fucking just ready to punch myself in the face when that happened. I was. Tell me the story, Don. Tell me the story. I was fucking. So all the way back in the day, you sent him a letter. Yeah, like uh, you know, like a month or ago, maybe maybe a month and a half ago. It was before Uh, we had the town hall, right? Or was it right after? It was right after the town hall. Yeah, right after the town hall, Um, and. Yeah, I wrote that letter and then I got a, I never heard anything back. Like I wrote an email, um, both through their little tool thing online. And then I also sent it to the woman who gave us her card at the town hall. So I emailed her also and was like, Hey, I'm just trying to get this out there. And then I got a call from them, like, you know, two weeks after that, probably. Mm -hmm. And the woman was like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that I'm going to like pass it on to, you know, the representative. And I was like, fucking word up. I appreciate it. Like, thank you for, I did not say fuck. I would totally, (laughs) you know, I'm sure the people who listen to this are like, he, I, why would anyone want to talk to him? He sounds like an idiot, but I promise that I, this is just the way you talk to to me. (laughs) I am able to have a discussion without swearing, um, swearing, swearing. Um, and, we agreed long ago not to make fun of each other when we make mistakes, Colin. You should know better. <laughs> no, it's um, the best, though. That's what, that was a beginner's <laughs> fucking flaw. It's um, the best thing. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Derek Kilmer. Oh, and so I was waiting for some type of response. And then the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or maybe just Thursday, Friday, I tweeted at him. And I'm like, hey, fucking still waiting you know like i know what's going on and then there was the shooting that happened and so i was like hey part of what i wrote about was like about this you know was like about guns and so i'm sure there's going to be some type of renewed discussion about legislation and i would like to have some type of response before that happens yeah let me implant this idea into your mind please and then fucking yesterday was at the grocery store and we went to get out of the car and i pulled my phone out just to look at it and Missed call from fucking Washington, D.C. like 26 minutes before. And I was like, 
Fuck. How dare you like, not pick up your me. phone in the car, Donovan? And You're I so fucking responsible. I went to Walgreens because I had to, I had to, to switch out Dax's prescription because the one that we had for him got recalled. Oh, shit. So we had to go and get it switched out. That's and fucking terrifying. It was while I was in there that the phone, that I got the phone call and that I missed the phone call. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize until we were at Safeway in Paulsbo. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> and, you know, you try and I looked and I found that it was the phone number that had called me before. And so then I got super frustrated and then I tried to call it and it said that it, it's a one way number for the house. It says it's a non working number for the house representatives, but it's uh, the they left me a voicemail before. So I know that this is the phone number that they're calling me from. One way phone calls, you know? And so then I went back and I listened to the voicemail that they left originally and they didn't leave a phone number for me to call before. So I don't. I don't remember who I called before because I ended up calling back to that office just to try and like, like, hey, you guys called me and I just wanted to, you know, say thank you and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Whatever. You know, if, there was, their, if there was a uh, discussion we had. Yeah. So that's what or I. Or call the Bremerton office and probably, ask which office he's at. I'll probably call the DC office on Monday and be yeah. like, hey, I'm an idiot and you guys called me and. I fucking, it's raining. Yeah, um, I can hear it now. <laughs> it was like, and I didn't answer. Yeah, I felt really dumb. And they didn't leave a voicemail this time. And That's because so, it was DK calling you. Fuck. You missed the call from your DK, don't do bro. Don't do that to me. <laughs> Dreams crushed. Because hopefully he'll call on Monday. Uh, you would you would think that if they didn't leave a voicemail, they'll call again. You know, Depends on how many how many phone calls he's got to make that day how big is that stack but that's what i'm saying is if if i don't answer and they don't leave a voicemail to say mm-hmm. anything at all i would imagine they would call again i mean if not that's they just didn't a failure in bureaucracy right there so, baby the recall pile yeah maybe i'll call on monday and be like you guys called and i suck i was trying to i'm trying to know, run live my life my and stuff like that sick. i can't be at your beck and call you work for me i'm sorry <laughs> i pay your salary bitch <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would never like, say bitch, that. You pay like a half a penny of my salary. Shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> it's like it's always like when people say that to cops, you know, when the cops are like, okay, I don't know. Yeah. That's fine. I know you I don't know. You do, but I'm not gonna this is <laughs> yeah. this is a stupid conversation. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so we'll see. Like I said, I'll probably call on Monday because I felt yeah. dumb. But well it's tough, man. You think about it, how hard how much harder it has to be to reach people now. Unless you have Unless you do everything by mail, which yeah. we know you're only going to be able to handle a fraction, a sub-fraction of the people that, that will reach out to you. We have a P.O. box, so we only check the mail like once a week anyway. And that's tough. You know You know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying? Gnomes? It's a, it's a tough world out there, man. It's I don't know what happens, but jot that down into one of the cons of a our current Republican democracy in, in the fucking future. Yeah. You know? Can you imagine the founders of the country? You should be able to shoot me a text. Seen, you know, email me back. Yeah. Yo. Hey, I tried George, to call you. What George Washington. I hit you I hit you about up about my apple tree. I know you fucking did it. Why won't you get back to me? I just want to figure this out. It's like, girl, I didn't do it. Actually, I, I can't tell a lie. I definitely Shut did up, do it. Colin. But what I'm trying to say is like they're you know, real originalists of the constitution and stuff they have a hard time with with the concept that like 
their mindset towards the world at that point in time when they wrote the Constitution, there's no way they could have foreseen what was to be created of their nation. Yeah. What problems that might occur. They did their best they could, given, and they spoke very, very broadly, which was very, very helpful. But it's up to us to kind of figure out what things might speak to that and what might just be totally societal and that we should figure out laws for. It's a tough situation. Yeah. Which makes the whole impeachment thing rough. But thank God we have the Supreme Court to answer all the questions we have about the Remington Manufacturing Company (laughs) and guns. Oh, God, Colin. Okay, so we actually talked about this for the first time. Um, I think I bounced that one off the backboard. That did not go in. We talked about this for the first time, I think in March of 2018, actually. Like, right when we first started this, that Remington was filing for bankruptcy protection Mm -hmm. in regards to this case, right? That's when we first had talked about it. I have Um, to pee. Do you want to roll or do you want to... No, let's take a break. Oh, shit. My bad. That's what you get. If I don't take it now... That's what you get. That's what I get for getting four things with Minos. We'll be right back with more Supreme Court action. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the salt of the streets. Coming at you every week with this food for thought. Hope you're ready to eat. With everything going on in this nation, we need some information. And that's why salt needs to be stationed in your rotation. With real talking, real topics, real people, real problems. Think we need some help to solve them and leave it up to Colin and the Donovan. Because right, that's the what, what's that? Up, oh, let's get ready. And we're back to Supreme Court talk specifically the case of Remington manufacturing against the one of the Sandy Hook families yes. if i recall is it like a coalition of families is it like a um, class action I, thing i believe so yes um let me see here <clears throat> you like how much heads up i gave yeah, you before we jump into the show it's yeah it's multiple families okay um, that makes sense and so their argument is that excuse me Remington should be able to be sued because of the way that they promoted and marketed the Bushmaster um, AR-15 style rifle that mm-hmm. was used in the Sandy Hook shootings. Um, and because it talks about like, you know, they're referencing ads that talk about like manhood and stuff like that and, you know, dominating your, your rivals and whatnot. And so they're arguing that this was, you know, militaristic and an aggressive style marketing which would lead someone to buy this weapon to use it against other human beings mm-hmm. um and so that is why they believe they should be able to sue remington um and the supreme court's the supreme court up is the supreme that. the supreme court denied to hear the appeal yes. of remington it's not that they said that it could i mean so i guess and essentially so but they did it not enabled them to be to be legally able to be sued by the Sandy Hook parents. Correct. Yeah, not because the Supreme Court ruled that they could, but because they denied to mm-hmm. to hear the, which could mean so, any number of things. You know, that's not that's. It doesn't mean that they would win the lawsuit. It's no. just Now allowing them that this is something they can do There's because only, this is a this yeah. is a tort law 
uh, case. There's only so many cases that get even selected by the Supreme Court every year. So it just didn't, it could be that if it, you know, was to wait a whole nother year or something, it might make it next year. But this yeah. year it didn't because the other ones that were chosen. So I wonder when the old uh, presidential finances one will get to the Supreme Court. That's another topic. Don't go there. Don't anyway, bite on that hook. So, <clears throat> so again, what this means is that the families can, can sue. Remington mm-hmm. um, for damages for the loss of their children. Um, I, which if that is the the particular case of their article, I do not believe there is an aspect of tort law that that speaks to the intent of the marketing towards the people that buy their product. The families first filed their lawsuit in December 2014 saying the Bushmaster rifle never should have been sold to the public because it is a military style weapon. They accuse Remington of violating Connecticut's unfair trade practices law when it quote knowingly marketed and promoted the Bushmaster XM15-E2S rifle for use in assaults against human beings. So that is their initial argument um, as to sue Remington. Hmm. So... Interesting. Yeah. Because it makes sense now why the Supreme Court decided not to hear it, because they don't have any precedent necessarily to go off of due to the particular angle that this, you know, essentially will probably affect another, it'll probably create another avenue of tort law, which... I don't, what do you, what is that? Tort law is how manufacturers can be thrown around terms and not explain them i'm sorry i assume everyone is as intelligent as i am shut the fuck (laughs) up tort law is actually a a term that i recently learned due to this particular case um so shut up but see i thought i was a dumbass because everyone everyone was throwing around because everyone was throwing it around. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? I so I should probably do better than that. Tort law are laws that pertain to liability factors that might pertain to the defect or possible harm of a manufacturer's product on the consumer. So there's <laughs> well, like, you know, see, if something goes, yeah. if you have a gun and it, and you shoot it, and it's perfectly clean and everything's fine. And you didn't do anything to fuck up and it blows up in your face. And now you got hospital bills out the ass and you're deformed for the rest of your life. You can sue them for that because yeah. they built a shoddy product. If it doesn't operate in the way that it is, it is marketed to operate. You know, if, if you're out there saying that this microwave can cook this full turkey in three minutes flat and you didn't, it doesn't do that. You yeah. can be sued for that too. It, those are. Avenues of tort law. That is that is a category of law known as tort law. And so in this case, this would essentially, if the lawsuit was able to go through, well, the lawsuit will now be able to go through. And then once we find, once a judge rules on that particular case, we will now have a new precedent probably in tort law. Yeah. A new precedent created. Because as of right now, there's nothing that pertains to the marketing of a product other than the fact that, like, false marketing, that is that is an avenue that exists. Yeah. So in, it, it'll be an interesting case to follow. Ben Shapiro was shitting all over it, and I don't agree with him because he, again, talks about tort law and the fact that it doesn't meet any of these requirements in tort law, so why the fuck should And so, you know, his argument is, why the fuck would we legitimize this whole concept by having it heard by the Supreme Court, and then there's a new precedent set when I just... 
there obviously is an avenue that is unexplored. We haven't decided what we want to be legal and not legal. So why not let this thing go through the process and then we'll, we'll have a new precedent set in, you know, under the umbrella of tort law to yeah. see if we, if we think malicious advertisement could now be something liable under tort law, which I do find problematic if that does go through because that's, rather fucking subjective and i can see the danger there but at this point i'm i'm like not offended that the supreme court wouldn't hear it and said no that that stands you can the lawsuit can go through you may not win i'm well, not worried about that but i don't know where the line is drawn on like what is and is an acceptable marketing you know so in filings with the U.S. Supreme Court, and this is an NPR article, just so that everyone knows. In filings with the U.S. Supreme Court, the Sandy Hook family say Remington, quote, excuse me, published promotional materials that promised military-proven performance for a mission-adaptable shooter in need of the ultimate combat weapon system. All those things are are in quotations inside of this quote. Which they, is definitely not false advertisement. They also accused the company of fostering a quote-unquote lone gunman narrative as it promoted the Bushmaster, citing an ad that proclaimed forces of opposition bow down, you are single-handedly outnumbered. <clears throat> Interesting. And I don't... Like, that's fucked up. Why would that be a, a marketing advertisement? But... I don't know if it's. I mean, I to. guess that they're playing into like a you know a far more Second Amendment um, like style narrative, but it. I don't. That I does don't know seem if that lawsuit like a, would stand. And I don't know. You know, you know what I mean? I, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I don't know where the where the line is drawn with like what is and isn't acceptable. So much now and i guess maybe we don't see much of this because so much ad stuff now is dictated by like public opinion you know mm -hmm. and these ads were obviously they're not being placed anymore you know because remington's like going out of business or trying not to go out of business but um and they probably aren't allowed to place this ad while they're being sued for it but um <laughs> most of the time when there's an ad or a product or something that people see the public finds out about it and they cause enough noise that they change it or they stop selling it or they whatever you know but this is long enough ago that people don't that didn't exist back then and, and, and they don't right and that's so, a new and people thing don't care about what the actual content is inside of here just that they they are did like, it fuck remington you know and whatever or or either fuck the sandy hook families because remington you know didn't do shit like what you know wherever people mm -hmm. are generally sitting on the issue but i'm not sure if it's coming down to the way that it's being marketed i mean i think that it's a strange marketing campaign but i don't think that it I mean do you approach it, I mean it, it, do you approach it the way you approach like a a, to, a a jewel ad against children like you can't market this stuff to people in a malicious fashion no because I don't think that that's malicious and I don't think that this is malicious because there are other people who are buying the Bushmaster that are not killing children you know yeah. there's something about if this is the argument and I'm not arguing against it i'm just saying if this is the argument then all that this really means is that this type of marketing can influence someone whose mind is compromised as adam lanza's almost evidently was you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying almost definitely was oh, yeah. as is evident by what he did um but that still like that's the same argument that's being made now that people who are mentally ill shouldn't be able to buy guns, you know, which mm -hmm. I don't unless 
But what's mentally ill? You know, and how do you find so out? that's why I'm like, I don't know where the line is with this because, like I said, all the other people who own this exact same style of rifle that haven't murdered 20 children and six adults, I don't. Mm-hmm. Where does that stand? If they bought it for this exact same ad at the time, if they have, if they have this ad hung up in their fucking house and they've owned 10 fucking Bushmasters and they've never shot anybody with them, then I don't, how does that argument wash for those people? You know, that's it doesn't. what I don't. And that's what's going to sure be curious, about. I think, is um, ultimately now that the Supreme Court decided that the lawsuits can go through, what are the outcomes in the lawsuits going to be? And that's what's going to be more important than this. This is just a a step. We don't know where this is going to end. And it, we'll have to see what the ruling is. And I don't, okay, so let me ask, and I'm not expecting you to answer this, but I'm just posing this question, right? If these ad styles are unacceptable, then what about like the rifle company that Ben Shapiro advertises all the time? You know what I'm saying? A mm-hmm. Bravo company manufacturing saying those are life saving equipment that they're made for combat. Like they're not for sport. They're not all that shit. They're made for use against people. Right. Yep. So is that like, it, that seems eerily similar. Not in then like, oh, maybe they're taking ad, but like eerily similar to what these people are talking about in these ads that they're made for use against people. That's what this is for. It's not for an animal. It's not for you to take hunting. This is made for you to have in your house or for whatever for you to protect your family. Right, which speaks directly to the so, Im- implementation of the Second Amendment of and and the use again, and you know what I'm saying. And it seems that that's like what this is intended to do. Also, you know this this language that they're citing doesn't to me cite any more use against people for not for protection than it does whatever bra- whatever the fuck Bravo mm-hmm. company manufacturing is saying. Because you know? yes, so obviously there are weapons designed to specifically kill people. That's what they are designed to do. They are a tool that is designed to do that. And we're trying to figure out the moral implications of you owning yeah. a tool that is designed to murder people. And I, in self-defense. Right. And, and, you know, I am definitely not arguing against it, but there is no way of arguing against the fact that guns are made to kill people. You know, they all, right. it's a tool that does a lot of things, but a handgun is a tool built to kill people. And that's what it is used for. It's also built as, there's more to it than that. Like, right. it's a deterrent. It's a confidence thing. I mean, there's so many different things. It's, it's there's entertainment value in them. There's all sorts of different things. But yeah. like, what, so yeah, when they say it's built for, you know, to stand alone against, Ultimate you know, that is Ultimate combat weapon good. system. Yeah, forces that, of opposition bow down. You are single-handedly outnumbered. And if that's like, and again, if that's what you're... And the Bravo company manufacturing pitch you, too. The same yeah. idea. And if that's, if your narrative for marketing is that like, if you are a promoter of the Second Amendment at its, at its root, then this is for you. You know, this is for you to have in your house in case you need to protect yourself against... Mm-hmm against the military or against some type of militia that is coming towards you and your militia mates. If you're part of a militia, this seems like it fits exactly what we were talking about. If that's who you're marketing to, then I don't then it uh, seems like it's spot on. So uh, I'm not yeah. and I think again, I'm not trying to argument. defend anyone. I'm trying to understand, right? That I'm confused as to how this is a legitimate argument and how it's made it this far. You know? Because that's that, what I'm that legit that I is guess essentially appeals, but I'm a that directly of directly affects the Second Amendment. You are calling into question 
the full validity of the Second Amendment, and you are you would have to change how that is done. Because even if you do manufacture it with that mentality of, yes, right. these are tools meant to kill people, if that is the argument that that should not be allowed, then you are directly fighting against advertising for an aspect of the Second Amendment. Of promotion of the Second Amendment, which is your right as, a, as an American who has – who – is under the protection of the First Amendment and the Second Amendment. You, Which I will, you are allowed to advocate yes. for the Second Amendment as protection by the First Amendment, right? So that seems like that's a, an extremely strong argument in favor mm-hmm. of Remington, at least in the courts. It's like, no, this is this ad is for you to protect your Second Amendment if it if so be it, right? If because that's what we all know it's there for to be a part of a militia. If you're part of a militia, this is for you, right? So that's what I don't I'm really confused by that. I don't. I, I'm. I don't. I'm not trying to lay it aside because I don't know how I feel about that. Right? It's obviously fucking horrible that these people lost their children. Yeah. But I don't know that it's Remington's fault that he Hard chose no. to. You know what I'm saying? Hard that he no. chose to use this this gun to do it. No. I don't. It could be any other company that he chose, and it doesn't make it their fault because he's the one that. No. And you know what's kind Especially of funny about they that? They didn't sell it to him. He could, bought it from a gun store. You know? What I, mean? I mean, unless well, he no, bought he got it, it from his parents. Like, Word. So he didn't buy it. Word. He got it from his parents, which we've already addressed that yeah. at least in Washington State with gun transport laws and all this good shit. Um, but what was I going to say? Shit. Something about the Second Amendment and guns and all this. But yeah. you know, if if this was to happen, okay, I remember the point I was going to make. This, like you said, this constitutional right. Yeah. Constitution is written in a fashion so that it is not the government in which endows you with these rights. Right. These are rights what they, you have. they refer to as God-given rights. These are inalienable. human inalienable. Inalienable. It's it's written down. This is what we were born to do. Yeah. We were born to be able to do this because it is our God-given right to do this. Inherent with being a human born in America, these are your rights. Done. Now you're arguing against that. Yeah. How can... That's tough. That's that's what it is there for. It is... These are the things that are bigger than government. I wonder if there's just no precedent set yet for the lower courts to use and that's why this is happening because if another case like this hasn't been argued before right and there's nothing for the lower courts to work on then they have to continue to refer it to the supreme court until it's decided if that's what it comes down to is you know is whether or not it's constitutional and there's nothing no precedent to to tell the lower court that then it has to keep going to the supreme court so, so i wonder if that's so the, the case, outcome you know of that lawsuit would go to the supreme court yeah because the lawsuit will right, happen now in right. the lower court and the outcome right. will have to go to the supreme court so it's like, we just haven't done the rest of the legwork yet. Right. We'll, we'll finish, and then we'll give it to you again. Yeah, I'm really interested to see what comes of this. I'm, because there's I'm an aspect. By that a lot. There's an aspect hidden within that lawsuit of the, the ability to market or not market yeah. to that. There is an aspect of that that speaks directly to the Second Amendment, which means that no court other than the Supreme Court, can make that call. Because it is vague enough 
apparently, right. in the lower court's mind that they constitutionally think that it is a constitutional matter and it needs to go to the Supreme Court. Or we'll just get a bad ruling and they'll just decide what the new fucking laws are and then we'll just deal with it. Because that's what happens. That's very interesting. Yeah, I'm not... Because we, I'm we not sure. have the... The Constitution is more like core values at this point. It's like, does this... Does it still speak to the core values technically? All right, we can do it. Let's yeah. do that. Which, and I understand that. Like I said, because it's it's a, we live in the future. When you when you realize that our entire societal foundation is built off of things that happened over two hundred years ago, like that, how can you not expect to realize that you live in the future on the government level like that? Yeah, you know. It's so there's growing pains. There's there's definitely shit we got to figure out, and it's it's weird now because our our pace of societal change is exponential compared to what it ever used to be, and as our societal concerns rise, we have to look to our founding documents and our and our governmental system to try to determine what to do, and it's not built to operate that fast. Yeah. So this is how it was allowed to get to this point, right? The 2005 federal law that shields gun companies from liability has several exceptions, including one allowing lawsuits against a gun maker or seller that knowingly violates state or federal laws governing how a product is sold or marketed. So that's why they're using or why they're able to use this justification of the marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how it's made it this far. So that <clears throat> that's interesting. It's very interesting. It'll be really interesting to see what happens because this is not going to go away. Yeah. That's yeah. where we're at on that one. It's not going to go away. It's also like, I'll just mention, I wanted to talk about DACA, but I'm, we're not going to have time to do that. Yeah. So, um, But that is... There's there's a little bit of news that's not quite factual. It's all subjective based off of things that some of the judges have said. It's still in the process. They hasn't they haven't handed down their ruling on it, but there are there's been movement in the in the DACA Supreme Court case. So we should hear something relatively soonish. Yeah. And when it does, I think that'd be the time to to talk about it. Then, then it's then it's in place. We talked about DACA in the past, and so I'll find some episodes where we talked about that, and I'll link to them uh, in this week's notes. Word. So, just so everyone can get briefed up about what it is and whatnot. So briefed. We'll to do it next time. Next time. Do you think you can do Epstein real quick? Yeah. Do you want to talk about Epstein or Chief Stick? Once we can, Epstein's quick. So, Epstein's quick, yeah. So, because nothing's really come out about it since, right? Uh, except for all these fucking memes that are happening. Well, yeah, and um, that's the wild thing. Yeah, the memes are insane. Um, but the meme storm came after um, Jeffrey Epstein's brother hired a private investigator or a private pathologist, I believe, a forensic pathologist, to do um, a what is that called? A fucking an autopsy. Yep on uh, on Jeffrey Epstein, right? And let's see here. Make sure that that I'm getting this correct. Because if you just looked over the report, then I don't, I don't want to be. Oh no, and and I would, I would like to add that even uh, the great skeptic himself, Michael Shermer, yeah, who is by trade what he refers to as a professional skeptic, um, he doesn't buy in to 
the Epstein suicide story. He thinks this is a literal conspiracy. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's, well. That's like, what's up? Michael Shermer's in. This is this is the guy who doesn't believe almost fucking anything. Yeah. You know, but I mean, logically, like to a point where like you cannot argue against his skepticism. You know, he's a professional, an intellectual professional, we'll say. Well, and it certainly doesn't help, right, that um, after this report comes out that says that this guy thinks that Epstein didn't kill himself, right? That Mm -hmm. there's a bone that's broken in his neck or a series of bones, the hyoid bone and the thyroid, right? Um, So a 2000 study in Australia found fractures in nearly half the 40 suicide cases it examined and said they were even more common in older victims and men. In fact, 15% had fractures in both the hyoid and thyroid in a 2010 study out of Thailand found such fractures in 25% of the confirmed suicides it reviewed. Um, and so those are the bones that are broken in Jeffrey Epstein's neck that this man claims leads more or indicates suicide. Um, but these two studies have found that in some instances in 50, between 15 to 25% of suicides, um, both bones can be broken, mm-hmm. but this man and many others believe that that is not the case. Um, yeah, they think somebody broke his neck. Yeah. And conveniently, the the same <laughs> – and what does this say? Just think about this. The same facility that locked up um, the fucking cartel leader – what's his name? Shit. El Chapo? El Chapo. The same facility that locked up El Chapo and yeah. didn't lose him. Yeah. And didn't have any problems with break-ins. No, nothing like that. Yeah. Everything was fine. The cameras were on the whole time. The same facility had its cameras drop at the same exact time that Epstein was killed in. Yeah. I mean, uh, suicided himself in when he expired. Apparently, this guy is the host of HBO's Autopsy. Which is a show in which he does autopsies on people. Fuck. Uh, and that so doesn't speak well for the argument. He, he claimed a collection of neck fractures and Epstein's hyoid bone and thyroid cartilage, quote, are extremely unusual in suicidal hangings and could occur much more commonly in homicidal strangulation. Mm-hmm. I've not seen in 50 years where that occurred in a suicidal hanging case. Um, How many suicidal hanging cases have you seen? I'm because not sure. Does 15 to 25%... Right. Is that unthinkable at the percentage of things that you looked at? Yeah. Um, and then there was the Project Veritas thing. Yes. Right? Which oh, is yeah. like super bad where I think the name it. is Amy Robach, right? And Aww. she was on – So good. I'll, I'll link to that too. Um, let me write that down real quick. So this is James O'Keefe. Yeah. Who we should give a little background on. Makes a living out of doing these – hidden camera kind of uh, bombshell type situations. And there's been a lot of his videos have not always been 100% reliable, we'll say, and confirmable. Might have had some narrative in there, um, some selective editing and stuff like that, maybe. Um, But in this case, in this particular case, there's so much uh, corroborating evidence 
against and it, it was being false. It's footage that was sent to them from ABC or from, from you a, know, a, yeah. Yeah, one of the executives um, or producers or something and like that. And so it's Amy Robach on a hot mic where the cameras are rolling, but like they're not live. They're not recording for the show. And she's Commercial talking break. about, yeah, she's talking about how they've had the Jeffrey Epstein story for three years and she had all these interviews and connections for like, what's his name? Prince Albert. Is that... Uh, Edward. Edward. Prince Edward. Of the, yeah. Of the royal family. Um, and fucking all these people that she had locked down and you know this woman who was on hiding for 12 years and all this stuff and Bill Clinton and you know they have all this information and um, her producers buried it and told her that she couldn't report it and that no one cared at the time and you know no one knew who he was so they didn't give a shit and um, then you know, this story comes out three years later that all this stuff, and then he's getting locked up. And so it further feeds in. And she also says that she doesn't believe that he killed himself. She mm-hmm. thinks 100% that he was killed yeah. by someone. Um, so it obviously further feeds into this theory slash conspiracy theory that. I mean, it, either way, it's a conspiracy theory, whether or not it's crazy or it's like something that actually it's totally happened. Reasonable. Um, either way, it's a conspiracy theory. It feeds into this idea that Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself, you know? Mm-hmm. So, which I'm saying, I'm just saying is weird. It's just weird, it's man. It's super weird. If there is one conspiracy out there where I'm like, you know, a lot of people try to le- legitimize the JFK conspiracy or like the moon landing conspiracy on, yeah. on purely like technical terms and all this stuff. And, you know, they try to break it down as objectively as possible. Yeah. And with this one, even this one, I'm just going, I don't know. I don't know. And there's a lot of other conspiracies layered within this about like the, you know, he was a CIA Fucking, he was on the CIA payroll getting really? famous, powerful people there to do these disgusting, heinous things so that if they ever stepped out of line, then they could blackmail They him? can blackmail them and they can, blah, 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 you know, get dirt on I these people. I also heard that he's not really dead and that oh. um, Hillary Clinton's brother, who died <laughs> a little bit before that, his body was used as jeffrey epstein's body and jeffrey epstein isn't really dead oh really he's like he's down there with uh bob marley just hanging out chilling out exactly elvis presley's kicking it with tupac yeah i heard that yeah so um can you just i don't know you know i don't it's certainly is extra strange especially the project veritas thing where it's not like a thing they recorded out of a coffee cup, you know, where you can't mm-hmm. really see the person's face. It's like footage from that show on a commercial oh, yeah. break, like when she's sitting there and they're going to be making Good Morning America. And so she's talking I don't, to a person, to like in a producer. Yeah. And talking I, about this shit. So I just don't even know. Um, you know, it obviously looks not good all i'm um, saying dude is jeffrey epstein does not fucking kill himself yeah, yeah it just does not make any logical sense the best me i mean that mind I saw- you logically there are people that kill themselves for seemingly no logical reason that we so can determine when this there first, is that when this first happened and i don't know if i ever said this on the show when this first happened i was like he could totally kill himself right i was like he 
he killed himself because he knows that he's going to go to prison forever and be raped by dudes that are bigger than him because he's <laughs> a rapist. Like, and I would kill myself too. But now, right? And that's just because I was like, that makes sense. Like, I can understand that he would kill himself. And now I'm like, probably not, you know? Probably so, not. Yeah. It's real not good looking. Um, I'm interested to see what comes of this. Hopefully something does come of it and we don't have to wait 50 years, you know, for things to like, oh, hey, come on, little dog. You make one knocking noise and the the guard dog that's three yeah. pounds. I'm going to kill you. Yeah, so. Yeah, all I'm saying is it's weird. At this best- point, I'm just like, maybe. I can, I can fucking see it. The best meme that I saw was a picture of an igloo. Did you see this? No, I didn't. So it's a picture of an igloo and it's, it's dark outside and there's like a fire inside. And it's this whole explanation about like, you have a fire in an igloo and like some of it melts and then it hardens. And so it can be 60 degrees in the igloo. And then, you know, when it's negative 20 outside or whatever and like all this stuff. And so the Eskimos have been doing this for X amount of time. And then the last sentence says, even the Eskimos know that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> it's like a whole paragraph of information about this igloo. And the best thing Dude. is that my uncle Bobby, who's like, it's an old Southern man. He <laughs> shared this. And I was like, I wonder if he read the whole thing and is like, yeah, totally. Or if he only read the shit about the igloo and was like, that's really interesting. And just shared it. Like, <laughs> doesn't know that, that he shared a Jeffrey Epstein meme. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure what it is. So, um, but either way, I think it's great. Either way, I think it's awesome. So, but that was the best Jeffrey Epstein meme that I've seen is that one. Dude, and it is true. There and there, there's, there's an some, ocean. There's of a Epstein lot of them, memes. dude. There are. There's live memes happening now. Like there are. I've seen people in news reports and stuff like that. They're trying to do interviews and interview people in the crowd and stuff. They'll get up there and just say whatever the fuck they're going to say, and then at the end, just add on. Oh yeah, and uh, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Like it's. It's fucking out there. An ex-military like trainer for for the dogs. An ex-dog military trainer was on Fox News, and he was talking yes, about... Yes, yes, yep. I remember that one. Like, oh, and then, uh, by the way, Jeffrey Epstein definitely didn't kill himself. He was yep. like, oh, shit! <laughs> Dude, it's Oh, everywhere. my God! It's so out there. It's like, do you remember Fucker and the Pussy? Like, do you remember when P- that, um, that internet thing? There was the old man who was, like, being interviewed, and he... Do you remember that? No. God, now it's just an obscene thing that I've said on our podcast. Yeah, he was like an older man and was interviewed for something and he said, fuck her right in the pussy. And then people like kept, you know, they just started doing that. And for like all, they would jump behind people who were doing live news broadcasts and fuck her right in the pussy. Yeah. And yeah. And that's, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Apparently there's an acronym for it. I'm sure because I was concerned about what might come up when you type that. I was scared. <laughs> so, but at it's least all right. I got a VPN, know. bro. It's cool. <laughs> oh yeah. I forgot. I'm hooked up to the fucking voice meter. Way, so video is yeah, Either way. That's a thing. Um, and so one dude did it and then it just got like super. And so I love it. That seems to kind of be what's, Which makes me wonder. what's going on. Because ABC did legitimize it because they, they, them and NBC have legitimized this thing because they have confirmed that they found the identity of the leaker more or less and that they were fired from NBC because they worked at NBC now. 
And so, like, we know there's, like, who the leaker was. Uh, should should we maybe talk to them? Right. I want to talk to them. Is that weird? What do you know? Yeah. yeah. Why you're having this conversation? What, what, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. What is this? Why did you just get fired? It's, you know? That's weird, you know? For trying to tell the truth? About. I don't know. Maybe. Hard maybe. <laughs> It's really not good. Yeah. It's really, really not good. So I'm excited to see where all this goes because it's fucking bad. Beautiful. So let's talk about a little bit of cheese stick and then we'll get into some sports because we have some sports. To some what? About. Chief right. stick? Chief stick. Chief stick. Stone child chief stick. Yes. All right. The guy's Stone child. Be a dick. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I, just, I was trying to remember who you were talking about. Yes. <laughs> Um, so we talked about this. We got called bootlickers for this a couple weeks ago. Bootlickers? Um, yeah. Remember when I did that live stream? Yes. And then the whole three, four days of fucking arguments in the comments. Oh, that was like, between a couple of was that how, how long ago? That was, was months it? ago. I mean, it okay. was in July. So, okay. you know, it was like the week after that. I'm saying that was a while ago. Yeah, it was in July. So, Which, again, speaks to the fact that now, due to what you're going to talk about, this is coming up again. Nobody's yes. been talking about it for a while. Right. And now um, there we, was another article in between then and now, like when there was, I think his family and some other people like walked through town and, you know, did a thing. Um, mm-hmm. so, oh, yeah. Yeah. So some of the body camera footage was released from, excuse me, the day that Stone Child Chiefstick was killed and. You don't see what happened because the body camera falls off like right before it happens, you know. And I'm not mm-hmm. like, God damn, I didn't get the same time. But it's like you don't see exactly how the altercation happened. No. Um, and there's also a lot of shit cut out in between the first time that the officers talk to him and then this second interaction where they like chase him down and then mm-hmm. and then he ends up being shot. So there's a lot of people who were talking about, you know, the escalation in between the first set of footage and the second set of footage and how, like, rapid it seemed, which I understand, but I also don't know what happened in that yeah. hour or whatever, so I don't know what else they witnessed. I don't, you know, I have no idea, so I'm not mm-hmm. going to assume, again, I'm not going to assume malice on the side of the police officers just because of the way that it escalated because I still, I, I don't know why I wouldn't trust their discretion if that's their job you know mm-hmm. um i do think that it's strange um but again without having that hour of footage in between the two clips you know i don't know but yeah. with what we have there i do think that it's strange that there was not some other attempt at like a non-lethal force you know but i also learned that People are often trained that if someone within 20 feet has a knife, then you're just supposed to go for your gun because they can, like, close that distance quick enough, you know, yeah. quicker than you can, like, deploy other means, right? So, where'd you hear that? That, um, that, that cop that you know? Uh, no, not from who's a very fine gentleman, uh, by the way. I'm a big fan of his. He is. He's, he's a really, really nice guy. He is. He's a really nice guy. No, not from him, from another person I know who has served, done some time in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what they were talking about was when they were trained, you know, to deal with other people, they were trained. Mm -hmm. If you're within 20 feet and someone has a knife, just go for your gun because using your mace or something like that is just not, you know, could 20 feet away. It is remarkable how, how much distance a person can cover. It's really close. You don't have, um, you have about a a second to decide at that point about what's going to go down. Right. And I don't know what standard procedure is 
for the Paulsboro Police Department if that's what they're taught or if they're taught something else. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I know that the internal investigation is still going on for whether or not that officer violated the code of conduct, you know, and like their rules, but that hasn't come out yet. Just this report, you know, yeah. that has released this footage. So, um, yeah, there was almost just no the re- information in the article. It was just, right. Here's the footage. This right. is what we got. And that the report that's come out from like the joint team is just about the crime and the shooting itself, not about the investigation into like the motives of the officer and everything. So yeah. that's not going to provide people the information they're looking for. It will provide much better context to what happened. Because if you're watching the video, I mean, he had methamphetamines in his system when he was killed and he also looked fucked up in the video. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's judge me however you want. You know what I'm saying? I've spent. Lots of time around people who are mother, who have been on methamphetamines, and that's that's what it looked like to me. Yeah. Um, so I said I'm not justifying, you know, the use of force by the officers. I'm not saying either way. I'm saying that I've been told that some people are trained this way, and I don't know what the standard procedure is for the possible police officers. But if I was to hear it was something similar to that, then I wouldn't be surprised, you know, because mm-hmm. I had heard it before. Um, I. Again, I also don't have that missing hour of footage, you know, so I don't know what else the police officers witnessed, you know, because there Mm -hmm. are other people that in the articles that reported him like lunging at people. So I don't know if that happened in that hour that has, you know, that is further escalated it. Like I don't, so I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know Mm -hmm. what the deal is. I also think that it's strange. Police officers fucking with his body cam, you know, in like the first minute or so of the footage, and then it falls off later, you know, before all this happens. I do, I think that it's really weird that body cameras are falling off so easily when it's like, when it's supposed to be such an important when it's 2019. So I don't, we we should not have that problem. That's not a problem. That's a really quick fix. Falling off. Um, so I don't have any way to answer for that, you know. I, I don't know. It's a fucking Velcro. Yeah, it seems like it seemed like it's just a simple clip, like on his vest or something, you know. But it yeah, you know like how like we design harnesses for guns so that nobody can take them. Yeah, you know that's that's what they're designed to do is to yeah. prevent from being stolen. Like we can't fix a body cam that pisses me off in a way that because because them releasing this footage. Like, I waited for a while. I didn't watch it until yesterday. Yeah. Um, because I just, I knew that if there was a chance that I was going to watch a video of somebody getting fucking killed, it was, I, that would be a, I'd watch it once and then be, I would have to watch it again to look for things that I didn't see the first time. Yeah. But that was something that I don't like to see that anymore. I don't watch any of those fucking videos. And so I was real hesitant to do it. Finally did it last night. And I was just like, this tells me next to nothing other than the fact that it looked like the guy was on fucking meth. Yeah. That he was tripping on something. That's what it looked like to me. Either that or he is mentally ill. It certainly doesn't, yeah, it certainly doesn't provide any um, other, you know, much more information. Um, just kind of a lot more speculation and questions as to exactly how this happened. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, but. Jesus Christ, man, if it's eight hours long, however long this dude's shift was, I don't give a shit. People watch three, four hour fucking podcasts these right. days. Just drop, give me the raw file. I just want to know all the contextual shit. If this was the guy that was there close, where was the guy, where was the guy, you know, the camera on the guy that actually shot him? Right. You know, who the guy that actually pulled the trigger 
Where's his body cam footage? Why is there only one person wearing this shit? I mean, right. it just... For this particular style of policing that we have, if there is going to be a way that we need to learn to live with it, because obviously we do, it is not... I think you can say that our modern-day policing practices are not exactly a uh, compatible with the communities that that they police you know you get pulled over for things like you know a light on a license plate light bulb being burnt out mm-hmm. you know stuff like that like what are you what are you doing here isn't this weird isn't this weird that you're just sitting around telling me that I, you know you're gonna give me a 150 dollar ticket to because i have a light bulb that burnt out you know maybe hey a friendly hey man just want to let you know Let, let's this is the this is the law, and here you go, man. You can go fix that shit. You know, yeah. You know something. There's no, there's a reason we have so many policing problems now, and that this particular case it's no different than any other police killing these days. It all speaks, I think, to the dare I say systematic failure of policing. In this modern world, like there's no, we've lost all community involvement. You know, the cops are, there is a them versus us mentality on both sides. Um, in certain places, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was overall, of course, not everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, in, in these cases where this is happening, we're seeing, I think, a pattern here that there's problems that we need, we need to reevaluate our societal relationship with law enforcement. Yeah. Because it's it's obviously not working. It's not, and it's not going to get any better if we keep going down the path that we've been going down. It's getting worse in some fashion as technology grows, and you know we need to figure out how we're going to handle that shit. And that's basically what I got out of this. Because there's like this doesn't tell me anything. Yeah. What are you trying to do right now? You're. I understand that you're an interagency kind of nonpartisan, if you will, investigation team that comes in to look at this stuff, but I, I still don't know what I'm getting back from you. Right. Like, why are you just not showing me the evidence? Why are you doctoring this for me? I don't, that doesn't help me. Yeah. What are you trying to show me here? This doesn't look like anything happened. This is just an altercation. Guy ran away, you know, and then got killed. That doesn't exactly do you any favors and doesn't do his do us any favors just muddies the waters yeah i think that releasing the full footage could definitely definitely help like why not i will sit through more context you know know. five hours of cops sitting there bullshitting like people do being stupid probably saying some dumb shit i don't care i would like the full context of all the interactions that went on with this particular individual why was it just the one cop why wasn't it you know maybe those two altercations were the only two he had with him and the rest were done by the the rest of the team that was there. Where's their footage? Let's right. find out what was going on here. And that got us nowhere. We get a little information, and I'm like, not fucking good enough. Right. Right. Yeah, no, like I said, just more speculation about it. Yeah, that. it really didn't help me. It complicated the situation. Yeah. So that's something that we'll continue to follow um, as it develops more, you know, as more information comes out. I'll try and get my hand on that report that came out, see if there's anything. It seems like the progress is pretty slow, so I'm sure it'll be a little bit. 
it was rather, nice to see that when they did have an update, we saw it. Yeah. You know, I get, I'm glad that I'm subscribed to my local newspapers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and I'd rather them take their time, you know, than rush through it and make mistakes. So, yeah, that's true. Um, so let's see. I'm just fucking crossing off this shit to make sure I get it done. So we can move on to some motherfucking sports. Yeah. You know what I'm we got we got sports talk. Yes. So let's start. So we already talked about Oh shit, what are we talking about at the very beginning of the show? The we Colin talked Kaepernick. about Colin Kaepernick, yeah, yeah, at the beginning of the show. Cool. Um and he is he is working out right now. Um I saw that on Twitter. A little bit, I think. Oh, look at that. So Live updates right yeah. here on Salt he, he is working out. 48 hours um, later. <laughs> let's see. Former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick, much anticipated NFL workout, was all but scuttled when he made a last-minute venue change, and the league responded that he was a no-show. Oh. oh So that did not go down? Colin Kaepernick holds his own workout. NFL calls him a no-show. Let's see. Here's an article about? from NBC that I'm going to read right now. Former San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick, much anticipated full workout. Okay, well, that's what I just read. The 32-year-old free agent said in a statement that the venue was changed to allow the media to attend the NFL, to attend after the NFL had planned a private workout at the Atlanta Falcons training facility in Flowery Branch. Kaepernick finished his workout, but it wasn't clear how many pro teams participated. He met with fans who lined the field after the session. We were disappointed that Colin did not appear for his workout, the NFL said in a statement. The NFL said it bent over backwards for the free agent, allowing him to bring his own video crew, Nike, to shoot an advertisement during the workout, and Kaepernick to use his own receivers. Kaepernick's representative said in a statement that media would have been shut out of the Falcons facility and they wished for transparency. They also said the NFL wanted him to sign a waiver that described, they described as unusual. The league said it was quote unquote standard quote unquote. The NFL has demanded that as a precondition to the workout, Mr. Kaepernick signed an unusual liability waiver that addresses employment related issues and rejected the standard liability waiver from physical injury proposed by Mr. Kaepernick's representatives. His camp said in a statement, the former player moved his workout to a high school about 44 miles from the Falcons training facility on Tuesday. Kaepernick tweeted that he's been in shape and ready for this for three years. The NFL said 25 teams had committed to viewing the workout and the rest of the league teams would view the video of the session. On Saturday morning, the hashtag still with Cap began trending on Twitter as celebrities and fans wished the free agent good luck. Kaepernick's former teammate, Eric Reed, blah, 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 expressed concern that the NFL arranging workout for the former quarterback was publicity stunt. During the locker room interview with reporters on Wednesday, Reed, who was wearing a black t-shirt with the hashtag I'm with Cap on it, said every move that the NFL has made up until this point has been PR for them, has been disingenuous. I don't think that this is any different. Uh-oh. Both supporters of Kaepernick and critics were out Saturday with large signs. A number of Kappa Alpha Psi members were also outside of the Falcons training facility to show their support for Kaepernick, who is a member of the historically black fraternity. Let's see. So he... He, he Kaepernick, did he changed did. the venue yep. to a place 44 miles away. So that the media could attend um, and not <sighs> where the NFL wanted him to be. Really? Are we there? Are we there? You can't just go and and prove yourself worthy of employment 
you have to make sure the media is there too. What the hell are you trying to do here? Um, you don't want a job. You want the attention. Yeah, I'm not That's sure. That's what I'm reading from that right off, just right off the bat. Yeah, I'm not ready to decide yet. Um, no, there's got to be more to this situation. Because he, he, like I said, his lawyers and shit are saying that they wanted transparency. Wanted people to know what was good. But if he was allowed to have an NFL filming or a Nike filming crew there, then I don't know why he wouldn't have say over what the video looked like. You know? Like, if the NFL is not the one that's cutting it, if Nike's the one that's cutting it, then I'm not sure. I think that this, um, all this really technically can do right now, like, objectively, is speak to the nature that this, this is probably more evidence in the case that this whole practice and, you know, publicity stunt for a free agent was included in the plea agreement. Because now the NFL has separated themselves from Kaepernick in some fashion, taking two... It's not a plea agreement, it was a settlement. Settlement. A settlement, sorry. Not a plea agreement. Just to... Yeah, two very different things. Covering your ass. But they, they now have asserted two different viewpoints from two different sides. Yeah. And so this is, this is speaking to the fact that this is part of the settlement agreement, as I should say. And somebody yeah. not being happy about it because that... I don't know, though, man. That just seems petty to me. That's weird. Does that seem weird to you? Um, there, it does seem weird to do it. Unless there's some like, kind of To do it last minute because... Contractual <clears throat> legal thing. It seems like kind of a, a political stunt, almost. I don't... Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, if the if case so, against then, you was like so, nobody wants uh, to deal with your... You know, your political, you know, stances and stuff like that. If they don't want to hire you on the basis of your political stances. But if that's the case, if it if it is a PR stunt, then it's a PR stunt to try and stunt the NFL out of their stunt. You know what I'm saying? Like, he must have just decided at some point. I don't think he decided last minute. I it's think like, that dude, he, is this, is I think he cool? announced it last minute, but I think that he decided... After he made, he's not stupid. The guy's not stupid. No. So I don't think that it took him until today to realize that it was a PR stunt, right? I think that he knew, and so I think he probably decided. And I'm not shitting on him. This is just where I think I think that he probably decided after he told him he would do it that he was going to change the venue and mm-hmm. just sit, announced last minute he was changing the venue. So I think that it maybe in an attempt to outstunt the NFL. You know, because that, I mean, it seems very clear that that's what that was. If they're going to, you know, not let anyone in besides his team and NFL teams and fucking but do whatever. It, and there have like a special form for him to sign and like all this shit. If that's true, you know, I don't. I, then but what is this? And I, I'm not and I'm like, I said, I'm not defending it, but it seems like that's if it is a PR stunt by Colin Kaepernick, then it seems like it was probably in an attempt to outstun the NFL, which I'm not sure. How does that work? Like to, to make them look, stu- I, I don't know. I'm not sure. That I'm, is, I'm not sure. This, I don't understand this yet. Yeah. That's this why is I, going I'm going to be very interesting. I am not ready to judge either way. Um, what I think the deal is, but that's really weird. It seems that very that weird. Very, strange. very weird. 
Um, what the fuck just happened? So there will definitely Why? be more reporting on that. Oh, I'm um, sure. And I am so. Oh, that's uh, coming. Yeah, and it looked like that said someone said that there was a couple of teams that sound like they're seriously interested. You know, there's some real shitty quarterbacks out there right now. Um, so basically, so we'll, as far as like official NFL term goes, like this never happened. He didn't show up. Not at the NFL facility. Yeah. So. Did any of those people that were there to fucking see him that probably made all their time, you know, made all this room in their schedules to make this fucking this training session? All those teams that you just wasted their time? Um, no, it sounds like they had like they could have gone. Um, and I don't know know about it. it well, he announced. I mean, if the media knew, then the fucking mm-hmm. you know, the people I think that's the just, NFL knew. So there's so I know, much gray I would area. Ass- I would assume that there, if there's people saying that teams are seriously interested, then there's people, yeah. team representatives who showed up. You yeah. know, whether it was all 25 or whatever, mm-hmm. I don't know, but there was at least some that showed up. If there's people saying they're interested, so mm-hmm. which is still I, again a dick move. You know call a meeting and then not fucking show up until the last minute but yeah yeah i'll be interested to see how this works out because you know there's and i have a hard time going against it because this is kind of exactly what i talked about like you decided to not use an nfl platform you chose to select your own venue and invite the media and make your own message out of it so i have a hard time shitting on him for it because this is exactly what I said that he should do from the beginning, you know? And so, it's not like it was like 2,000 miles away. It was 44 miles. You 44 know? So miles, it's, So bro. it's you not close, but it's not far, you know? To get a fucking job? Yeah, it's not close, but it's not far, you know? God, so oh, I don't, man. like I said, I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. I'm not going to say either way because yep. like I said, this is, this is what I had been asking for since the beginning. Yeah. So. We'll see. Uh, yeah. So we'll I'm see. not sure. That's, That's wild. super interesting. I love having I, new stuff come along that, like, you know, there's nothing that we can do until yeah. we find out more. Yeah. I also like when you and I don't necessarily agree on stuff. That makes me happy, this too. This is true. We did that at least once uh, today, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so... It doesn't happen very often. The other thing was the Thursday night game that happened, right? This has been all over the internet. Um, obviously, See, even Yodi's pissed off about it. If you haven't seen it, then you're under a rock probably. So this is what happened, right? Dude, I went to lunch on Friday. Yes. And they were replaying that game yeah. on TV. And so I was like, there, oh, shit. So there's like five seconds left. Mason Rudolph fucking gets rid of the ball miles garrett tackles him way after the ball is gone there's a scuffle on the ground in which miles rudolph is trying to take off or mason rudolph is trying to take off miles garrett's helmet right at which point there's been other pictures that have come out that looks like mason rudolph was trying was kicking miles garrett in the balls and like punching his punching him in the dick and shit and i don't that's all well and good, right? Because so when when Miles Garrett is getting up, he grabs Mason Rudolph's face mask and pulls him up by his helmet and then removes his helmet, removes oh, yeah. Mason Rudolph's helmet. Manhandles him, dude. And then smashes him over the head with the helmet, right? And there have been people who are And smashes is not doing like a disservice. That he smashes, smashes him, him right in the it's, face. Any he, he it's on the top of his head. Yeah. Um and 
he hits him with like the bottom part of the helmet. And oh. so it's lucky that it wasn't like the crown, but I'm surprised that it didn't uh, cut his head open. Me too. Um, I was surprised he didn't drop instantly, to be honest. Um, there are people who are defending the actions of Miles Garrett and are saying that Mason Rudolph started this altercation, right? Yeah. And there's also people saying, like I said, with these pictures of him kicking Miles Garrett in the balls and stuff like that, in the testicles, in the groin. I'm sorry if that's not a new, if uh, whatever. Um, Dude, what does that say about but, my Twitter feed <clears throat> that even I see stuff like that? So I feel <laughs> like it. if someone is grabbing your face mask and trying to pick you up off the ground, I, I might try and kick him in the dick too. You know, I don't. So I, again, not that it's cool. I'm not absolving anyone from responsibility because Mason Rudolph acted like a fucking child. They both did. They both acted like fucking children, not yeah. grown ass men who are playing professionally in the NFL. They acted like fucking kids, right? But there is a fucking but line. But there's, there's a stark difference between kicking someone in the balls and removing their helmet and <laughs> smashing, smashing them over the head with it. I don't. So I talk about escalation. So Mason dude. Rudolph, <laughs> Mason Rudolph is not going to press charges against Miles Garrett. Whether or not anyone cares about that, I I was I was interested to hear whether or not that was going to happen. I was a little bit concerned. My first thought was like, wait a minute. Yep. So we just also, witnessed an also assault. After that happens, I forgot. So also after that happens, Miles Garrett hits him over the head. Miles Garrett gets taken to the ground. Mike Pouncey or Maurice Pouncey is punching him in the is punching him in the helmet and he's kicking him and stuff and he's being held down by someone else, um, and so and then after that Mason Rudolph gets pushed to the ground by Ogunjobi, yeah, players for the Browns, and Mason Rudolph calls that guy a bitch and and well after the play it, is when, ended. It's all, yeah all <laughs> way 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 after um and dude that guy killed me. So Ogunjobi got one game, one game suspension. Um, Maurice Pouncey, who kicked Miles Garrett in the head, he got a three game suspension. Miles Garrett has an indefinite suspension, definitely the regular season and the postseason if they make it there. I don't believe that any punishment has been announced for Mason Rudolph thus far, which I don't think is, is right. I think he should be serving at least a fine, if nothing else, because he acted so fucking inappropriately, trying to remove his helmet, trying to kick him in the ball, all that shit, whatever he's doing, super inappropriate, doesn't need to chase after him after the play, doesn't need to, after Miles Garrett has removed your helmet, you don't need to continue to go after him after one of your offensive linemen is separating the two of you. Doesn't need to happen. Stand back. Also, your helmet is removed. You're stupid. If he punches you in the face, you're going to go down. He's not. Obviously, because he got punched in the face hella times. Has a face mask and a helmet on. Doesn't matter. So, Mason Rudolph was stupid. Like I said, acted like a child. I think that he should get, if nothing less, a fine. Right? I don't. Definitely a big-ass fine because he acted so ridiculously. The other suspensions, I think, are like about right. You know, I think that that's I've the only time I've ever seen anything else like that. Right. One other time someone removed um, uh, Richie Incognito's helmet and swung it at him and like glanced him over the face. And that was some crazy shit. That guy got three games. And then one time in this high school game. Oh, shit. A the defensive player grabbed the offensive player by his helmet and pulled him to the ground, removed his helmet, and then legitimately full swing smashes him in the face. <laughs> and so that's the only other time that I've Dude's ever Dude's been playing some Mortal Kombat lately, like dude. Yes. Oh, my God. So this is... Oh, Zola.com. What's up, Zola? Okay. Oh, he smashes his helmet off. 
A little Zola ad and then we'll... A little bit of Zola. Fucking hate prescription ads. Here, put that right up to the... Supporters, including his mother, oh, spoke out and what we learned that we learned what may have motivated this Linden High School football player to hit yeah, his opponent. Yo. Anthony yep, Johnson see, see. is live for us. He just pulled his helmet pulled straight him, off. Yeah. yeah, so he just pulls him down by the helmet and then smashes just him over the swat. face. Yep. So that's the only other it's time. It's so fluid. Pull, yep. smash. Only other time I've ever seen anything like that, right? And that's in a fucking high school game. There's a whole series of years in between high school and when you're playing in the NFL where you should definitely have learned that that's not acceptable, you know? So I'm pretty – I have never seen – you know what I'm saying? Besides this, I've not seen anything like that before. I was fucking shocked. I was fucking shocked that that happened. And this may or may not be a fair point, right? But had he done that to fucking Tom Brady – you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this would be a whole new level of people being upset if he if he removed Tom Brady's helmet and struck him on the fucking dome piece after they were winning, right? Because because the Browns are also up. They're they're winning like 21 to 7 or some such shit. For some reason they're still blitzing the fuck out of Mason Rudolph and just beating his ass. <laughs> when they're up by two touchdowns. I don't I'm not sure what the deal is. I don't know Let's why they're doing that. Kill it's, these guys. it's fucked up. I don't know. So I'm not sure what the deal is. You know, we're gonna get in there. We're gonna kick the motherfucker's ass. That way, all my guys will be fucking pumped up and we'll win. We'll go on a fucking streak. And I'm not trying to be extreme, but if Mason Rudolph is struck wrong, he could have been fucking killed. Yes, you know. And if again, if it's Tom Brady and Tom Brady's head gets split open and he's laying unconscious on the fucking ground, like I think I heard this from Colin. I think he was talking about this, Colin Kaepernick or Colin Cowherd. Oh um, yeah, that like if that happens to to Tom Brady, if Tom Brady is knocked unconscious on the fucking field, there would be a fucking riot in New England. There would be a riot in New England. And I so I don't understand why that is anywhere near acceptable behavior. You know, like that is absolutely ludicrous. That's because Mason Rudolph is a backup. No one gives a shit. Like that's crazy. That is crazy. That yeah, no. That this is not like renowned. You know, just uh, not renowned, but renounced by like every NFL player or any every NFL fan around the globe. Yep. You know, is not like that is wholly unacceptable behavior, regardless of what Mason Rudolph did. That is fucking insane. Because that's what you need to do. That's what you need to do. You need to take the most, I don't know, for lack of a better term, you need to take the, the highest, the member of the NFL that is the highest in celebrity. <clears throat> and, you know, if the rest of your rules do not equate with what yeah. you would do if they attack that guy, then you, then you're treating him better than Seattle. everyone else. If he did in Seattle, he might have been shot. Like, the bus oh. may have been tipped after the game if he had struck Russell Wilson over the head with his helmet. Yeah, he would. <laughs> that's that's I terrifying cannot, to think about. If he did it in Oakland, you know what I'm saying? If he fucking struck Derek Carr over his head in Oakland, I don't. It's It's only... <laughs> By luck that they were in Cleveland for this game, right? Because they're playing again in like 15 days. They're playing in Pittsburgh. So, and Miles Garrett's not playing, obviously. Like, he's not going to be there. But, like, had this happened not in the Brown Stadium, I feel there could have been a radically different outcome. Oh. You know? I don't. 
There's yeah. very little security guards can do from stopping a stadium of fans from rushing the field. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I, in some towns, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, people who are beloved by the towns and the cities that their teams inhabit are sometimes devoted to an extremely dangerous degree. There used to be, and probably yeah. still are, people beat outside of the Raiders stadium all the time. Well, fuck. You know, like that type Think of shit happens in Philadelphia. Like it's the championship. Philly won the world or won the Super Bowl. That's yep. like it's a the fucking Heisman Trophy. You know, it's when no they bit, win the Super Bowl, you know. when they fucking win the World Series, like they, yeah, there can be little literal riots in the fucking streets. Yeah, and yeah, it's a it's. I never thought about that, man. It could have gone the wrong way real quick. It is, yeah. There is a lucky series of events, you know, like I said, Mason Rudolph not falling to the ground unconscious, not yeah. having an open wound on the top of his head, um, them being in Cleveland that I think led this to end kind of where it did just between the teams. Um, but were it someone else and in a different place, like that's could have Weird. been way worse, yeah. you know. Um, so assault with a deadly weapon word. And I don't know, that's all I'm saying. you know, what it says in your contract about in a room full of cops with, with equipment, you know, I don't, I don't know, but that's supremely unacceptable. I'm shocked that anybody is willing to try and justify that response. Um, the removal of the helmet. I mean, if you're going to take his helmet off, he was trying to take your helmet off and kicking you in the dick and stuff. Then so be it. I know, but it happened. But to then strike him with it, I is far, far beyond the line. I think. Yeah. Um, so definitely. So that's where I'm at with that. Um, and I don't really have any NFL news. Um, like the Seahawks signed Josh Gordon. I forgot to take some stuff down. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta check to make sure. I know. Sure I got Josh I, Gordon sitting on my bench. Yeah. I you held him that whole time, me. huh? Yeah. I got him, uh, as soon as he got traded, I picked him up and I've, I've kept him on my, uh, IR spot, I think. Yeah. And now I, I just brought him back in. Well, look at you. The, dude, look at fucking you. Can we talk about fantasy for a second? Because we're going to do our picks and stuff I'm too. I'm struggling. Uh, I'm at like three and seven or something like that. If last I don't win week, out, I can't even eke into the playoffs. Dude, last week I had a guaranteed W. Yeah, what the fuck is your problem? What my, is your problem? My problem is not only was half of my fucking you active team. You could have done it. I did not. Okay, no. Because there's, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. This is my reasoning. All right. There's a reason I did that, right? I had like three or four guards. Three or four guys in my active squad that were on a bye week. Yeah. And I had like two or three people on my bench that were also on a bye week, right? Nobody else and everybody else was in like different positions that I needed. And like I could not, especially because I've had trade requests on some of these people, I was not going to take the risk to drop them to pick up some rando fucking dude to give me some bullshit and take the risk of losing my clutch fucking people. Yeah. When, and it sucks. I wish it was playing like fucking Isaiah. Yeah. You know, if, because that, I was playing Chad. But you, you could have had that. That's, that was a win. That was a hard win for me, dude. I could have walked in there. Yep. No, I didn't fuck up. up. 
I did not fuck up. That was calculated. I took the loss because I didn't want to take the risk calculated of losing risk. my players and ruining my entire chance not to be in last place. Because that is my only goal this yeah. season is to not be in last place, Donovan. Well, fuck you. I'm not going to win. Um, I know that. I'm just trying to survive. Yeah. That's what you did when you created this this rule as the commissioner. If you lose the hardest. There was a vote. You got to die. There <laughs> no, was no. a vote. I'm just saying this is totally your fault because you're the president of the league. Yeah. So all hail, you know, Harry Donovan. But that that new rule created new. Uh, what's you know, the word I'm looking for? Yeah, new incentives to now. I know I'm not going to win. But I'm still fucking involved yeah. hard because I know I don't want to lose. And this next was week, just a lose-lose situation for me. Next year, we're going to try and fuck around with, like, some weekly payouts, you know, for money for, like, if you have the highest score that week or if you have mm-hmm. the player with the highest score that week, you know, like, you get $5. And then I'm going to add that all up throughout the season, you know. Mm-hmm. And then if you fucking have six or seven weeks, you know, where you're the top, where yeah. you're the top score. Then you might. We'll talk about it. You know, we'll do votes. We'll see what's up. And then you know what's we'll really see. terrible? Yeah. Is that's technically gambling, right? So, like, normal so. people can get away with it, even yeah. though gambling is technically illegal. But, like, wouldn't that be some shit if there was, like, fantasy football, like, stu- you know, like, casinos? That people well, could start. And I like, think we just got to wait for them to figure that out here, you know, because we'll like figure it legalized. out. Yeah. So it's just up yeah. to getting it done. Like here. there's places online um, you can do it. Yeah. Legally and be totally fine. Like people fucking do that shit and it's wild. It's like, it's weird that like you can't start a business doing that. You could probably do it through a VPN. Oh, probably. You could probably do Yeah. You just couldn't do it like in person. Like right. you couldn't have a brick and mortar shop. Right. You know, but that would be cool. I would. Do I that. would be. Go- that would be so fucking dope. You know, fucking legalize. If you could it. go to the sports bar and do uh, they call like you know like DraftKings and shit like that. If you could yeah. go there and do a DraftKings lineup, because it's fun to do it like live that, while you're there. Just for oh, I'm yeah. going to be here just for this game, so I'll just do one for these teams and see. Yeah, because essentially can. it's all done online through an app. Yeah, right. You, you can do it pen and paper, but dubs. that's a fucking nightmare. And there's. You know, it's not going to be totally right. Like the olden days. Yeah. But you just do it because you have to do it on an app. Yeah. It it exists in an, in a fashion solely online, but it's more fun if you take it out and like, it's essentially like a board game, but with stakes. It's a, it's a fucking table game. You know what I mean? It's, it's, a, it's gambling. a gambling thing. Yeah. yeah. And it's, but it's fun and people fucking enjoy it. Why the fuck can't we do this in like real life? It would be so much fun. It's dumb. To have all these sports bars that have particular leagues that you can join in. Yeah. And it removes the fucking house incentive and all that shit. I mean, come on. The fucking, it's a win-win. Hashtag legalize it. I know. Sorry. No, you're fine. That was a weird tyrant. Uh, So, Oregon plays Arizona today. Um, They're currently ranked number six. Balling the fuck out. They're playing up tonight at 730. So, hopefully I can try and fucking stay awake for that shit. Yes. I mean, you stayed up for that that game, the Browns game. Yes, I was really surprised. You texted me, it was like, "Tell me you're watching the game." I was like, "Oh my god, how the fuck are you still awake? This is like two hours past your bedtime, so Daddy Don." Dude, that was such a great game. Uh, I mean, the game. I watched a little bit of it when I was at lunch on Friday. The game itself on that was repeat. shit, 
Both the teams yeah. look fucking terrible. The Browns actually look pretty good. but That's why I was kind of surprised uh, that this happened. It was like two shit teams. And it was at the end of the game, too. It was really weird. There's no stakes here, guys. You both fucking suck. Yeah. What are we doing? Okay. So this is for week 11 um, of the NFL. And that was Brown Steelers was fucking 21 to 7. So... You better be compiling all these. So we're going to run through these, and then we'll fucking hit a line and get Wait, the fuck out of here. Did we pick these last week? Yeah. Last okay. time we were here, we did. I don't fucking... There's oh, week nine, week ten. I got yep. Oakland Chargers week ten. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this was the first game of week 11. Oh, week 11. Why did I write week 12? I'm a fucking idiot. All right. Yeah, and we missed so, that one. We should have done it. We forgot to. And so it who was, was uh It was Steelers Browns and the Browns won 21-7. Okay, Chicago. Since it's a null win or lose. It's Cleveland Browns. So I'm saying we both picked the winners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep, Cleveland Cleveland. Okay. Um so after that is Jets at Redskins. I think the Jets take that one. Jets. Yeah, I'll go Jets. After that is Jaguars at Colts. Jags. Jags. Jagamemnon. Yeah, Bills at Dolphins. Bills. Oh, yeah. Bills ain't bad this year, man. Yep. Cowboys at Lions. Comparatively. Cowboys. Cowboys at Lions. Yep. I'm going Detroit Rock City, and you're going Dallas. Yep. Texans at Ravens. Shit, Texas. That's going to be a good fucking game. Texas for me. Ravens. D- the Ravens. I mean, Baltimore. Baltimore. I was like, Detroit. That's, no, that's not them. Falcons at Panthers. Panthers. I'm going Falcons. Saints at Buccaneers. Oh, that's Saints. Saints. Broncos at Vikings. I'm going the Vikings. Broncos. Broncos then. How do you feel about that? Cardinals at 49ers. Jesus Christ. 49ers probably. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yep. Patriots at Eagles. Pats. Yeah, probably the Patriots. Bengals at Raiders. Raiders. The Raiders. Yeah. I'll do Oakland. Bears at Rams. Rams. (laughs) Yeah. Rams. And then Chiefs at Chargers. For the Monday night. Uh, Chargers. Chiefs. Chiefs. Yep, you helped me okay. decide. I got you. All right, and then we got week 12, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Because we were going to talk about the Seahawks and the 49ers, but there's just one thing that I want to say, because okay. someone I seen online was talking about, you Did know. Did you see them? She, yeah. Did I, you ask them a question? Um, online was, oh, you know, Seahawks fans are fucking, are shitty because you guys can't ever just take a win gracefully and blah, blah, blah. And I, I figured, so this is, this is why Seahawks fans don't take a 49ers win gracefully, right? It's because 49ers fans are such douchebags all of the rest of the season that when they finally get their ass beat, they're like, why do you even have to talk about it? Because you're a dick all the rest of the year about how you're better than us. And then when we fucking beat you, you're a vagina about it. And it's like this. Shut up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, all this. And we had all these injuries and all this fucking whatever and blah, blah, blah. And it's, that's awesome, dude. That's that's really great. It's fucking football. It's football. 
be better than your that's what you you overcome you adapt and overcome any given sunday you fucking lose that's what happens that's that's any given sunday i don't that's bullshit i don't that's just such bullshit they're maybe, just maybe the uh the s- society bitter. of san francisco bitter about rubbed stupid off on shit, dude. team just fucking bitter they're becoming reflective of their fan base dumb <laughs> all right you know what's Week funny 12, is yeah. i have a really good friend of mine that was a 49ers supporter oh i watched that isaiah's and house like, Isaiah's from the bay it we've was watched horrible game. lots of games together where it's the hawks 49ers and Damn. you know and for whatever reason you know he's not born there he, he used to live there and stuff for but like 49ers can do no wrong to him and and i do not begrudge him, him that i do not begrudge him that because you know what even though we can call the Seahawks out on their shit because when they suck, they suck hard. Yeah. You know, they have a lot of really bad traits, like playing to whatever team they're playing's level, you know. Um, but we can call them out on that because they've always sucked. Yeah. Up until they didn't. And so we're used to doing it. We talk shit on them all the time. You guys aren't used to that. So just, just get fucking used to it, man. People talk shit. Leave yeah. it alone. Don't be so fucking how they're better and then fucking, they fucking snowflakes. Then they're just. I'm telling you, San Francisco, San Francisco, 49ers, San Francisco, 49ers, San Francisco equals snowflakes. 49ers mm. equals snowflakes. All right. <laughs> Week twelve. <laughs> that was highly upsetting. That was highly upsetting. I didn't mean. Horrible. I know a lot of 49ers fans, and they're great people. Yeah. Just take the loss. Just take the loss, bro. Just trust us. Loss. I've been in enough losing situations. I'm a Seahawks fan. We'll I always see have been. Seattle they're terrible. <laughs> so. Yeah, week 12. I wonder if we'll even, since it's week 17, if the Hawks are in a wild card spot and the four, if they're both in the playoffs, then they won't even play their starters week 17. Mm-mm. It'll be the backups that are playing in the, I wonder, because it's a divisional matchup too. So do you want to leave the last divisional matchup to your backups? <laughs> Kind of, I don't know. I bet it depends on what the record is at the end of the season. It will be if they both just keep fucking slaying because they're both eight and the Seahawks are eight and two, and the 49ers are eight and one. So, but the 49ers have a game this week, right? They're playing whoever the they're playing the Cardinals, so they're going to probably pick up another win and be nine and one. And the Seahawks are on by, so we're going to be eight and two, and they'll be nine and one next week. So. We got to keep winning out, like pretty much for the rest of the season. And they have to lose at least two games yeah. for us to try and take the division, or else we'll just be in a wild card game for the NFC. Fuck. I don't, <laughs> that's crazy. That's, that's wild. I'm really, really interested to see what happens. This the division. 49ers. That's, Look at the turnaround since Kaepernick left. That's something else. Surprise, surprise. Okay, real quick. Week 12. Colts yeah, let's at, do it. Colts at Texans. Um, Texans. Texas. Double Tex. Yeah. Dolphins at Browns. 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 Lions. Dolphins. Lions at Redskins. Lions. Yeah, definitely. Raiders at Jets. Oakland. Do Jets, bro. Do Jets. I'll take the Jets. I'll do it. Yeah, you Giants at will. Bears. <laughs> Fuck. I'm going Bears just because I can say dub Bears. Giants. Panthers at Saints. Saints. 
Panthers, even though I don't think they're going to win. Seahawks at Eagles. Hawks. Hawks, baby. Hawks. Yeah, I mean, it's the Eagles. Yeah. I mean, we can, we can, it ain't no big deal. Buccaneers at Falcons. Bucks. Falcons. Falcons. Broncos at Bills. I'm taking the Bills. Yeah. Buffalo. I take Bills more times than not these days. Steelers at Bengals. I'm taking the Steelers. I think the Bengals still don't have a win. No. Yeah, Steelers all the way. The Bengals are, in fact, 0-9. They are the last winless team in the league. Wow. That's fucking rough, dude. Yes. You haven't won a single game. You suck. Um, (laughs) Jaguars at Titans. Jags. Too bad Minshaw's not playing anymore. Titans. What the fuck? I'm going to take the Titans. That's because Nick Foles came back. I know. Fuck Nick Foles. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Minshaw was... He was not bad. He was He got me a lot right. of points. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he ain't going to get hurt again. So I might as well just fucking drop his ass. <laughs> and I'll just go with my uh, base almost undefeated quarterback. Yeah. So, you know, lose-lose, I guess. Um, And let's see here. So Jags, Titans, and then... And then Cowboys at Patriots. Pats. Gonna fuck on them cowboys. I think the Pats probably, yeah. And then Sunday night game it's gonna is turn it into a real never mind. Sunday night game is Packers at 49ers. Oh shit. I'm I wanna go Green Bay. I'm going uh, to go Green Bay you're because do Green Bay? fuck 49ers, but 49ers are gonna win. So I'm gonna put you down for 49ers. What do you think? I want them to lose so bad. I know, but they're gonna win. Green Bay. I'm taking Green Bay. Yeah! And then the Monday night game is Ravens at Rams. Fucking Rams. I'm taking the Ravens. You would. And then the (laughs) Thursday game. Oh, shit. Week 13, there's a bunch of Thursday games. Oh, because that's Thanksgiving. Oh, word. And so the next time that that we're scheduled to record is like the weekend after Thanksgiving. And we'll figure it out. So, You uh, going anywhere? No. Okay. No, we'll be here. We'll probably be here. Yeah, we'll just. Sounds good. I was going to say, we'll, we'll just record on Saturday. So even yeah. if we're going somewhere else, we'll be back anyway. So that is it for the Pickums this week. No, so- no, Thursday. Thursday. Oh, you want to do the Thanksgiving games? Yeah. Okay. We got to right, do we'll it. Do the Thanksgiving we'll, yeah, games. we got to get up to date. Okay. All right. So let's see. If here. there's one, it's, I'm like, whatever. There we'll is three. Okay. There's three, and then there's some. Um, the Sunday after, but we'll do all those picks um, when we're here next. Okay, so Thursday is always Bears at Lions. Lions always play. I'm taking the Lions. Lions on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm taking Lions too. Bills at Cowboys. Cowboys Bills. always play on Thanksgiving. Bills. Bills. I'm going Bills all the way. Cowboys. <laughs> and then Saints at Falcons. Okay. Well, I'll go Falcons. Falcons. Saints. I'm taking the Saints. Okay, and I forgot to mention it um, in this episode because I'm a piece of shit, but you see this beautiful mustache on my face. The next time that you see me, I will not have this anymore. Oh, because right? pre-show. That's um, right. We did it during so the pre-show. So I will obviously spread this out more while I'm here, but if you listen through to now, which hopefully you are, this mustache on my face, it's for Movember, it's for men's health, it's for testicular cancer, prostate cancer, suicide prevention, it's a fantastic cause. I have a couple hundred dollars raised now. You can go on to I have wait, been wait. give me a sound bite for the intro. I'm gonna put this in the oh, intro. Perfect. 
go to Movember.com and search my name, Donovan Phillips. If you have some money that you want to donate, that would be fantastic. If you want to just copy the link and share it, that would be fantastic too. Help me raise some more money for Movember. I don't see any of the money. It goes all to the Movember Foundation as long as you use that link. I don't have anything to do with it. I'm just the one growing the mustache to help spread awareness. Movember.com. Search Donovan Phillips. Get her done. Boom. There's the sound bite from the beginning. You're fucking smart. So yeah, go to, you can go to our Facebook, you can go to my Twitter, my Instagram, anything. It's there. I've been putting it out there. Help me raise some more money. Give me some more donations. We'll get shout outs. I shouted out everyone on the pre-show, which the people watch. But again, for everyone who donated to me, um, Katie and Leif, I got another one while we were here that was fucking Micah. Cody, Micah. Yep. Cody's wife, Micah. So shout thank out you very to Micah. Much, Micah. Um, yeah, we got another one from, I got one from Cheyenne, from Kathy, from fucking, from Haley. I got a bunch of donations from Anonymous over yep. here. So thank you to everyone. Fucking Kathy donated $200. To That's me. fucking wild. Crazy. It's awesome. Um, you guys, Kathy, Kathy? um, Kathy Pitts upstairs. I think that you have met her before, but probably just once. Probably. Um, at like some, one of our family events. That's um, awesome. Yeah, because so. that's this is the thing, man. Like it is, I've said it a few times on the show, but we live in the future, like right now. This is the future compared to what we used to be. Yeah, right. That we are making incredible breakthroughs <clears throat> in the field of the you know fighting cancer, and we have. I mean, this year alone has been massive. Yeah, We've, some amazing stuff. This is the time where we need to all come together and push. And just, I mean, I hate to say it, but like disease research is generally something you can just throw money at and it will fix. Right. We need to do this. We need to, we need to cross the finish line. And before you know it, we won't have to deal with it anymore. It'll Every be, dollar it'll be helps. totally fine. Every dollar helps. So get out there. Every dollar Go could to be and the dollar, you know. Um, I know a couple of people that have been impacted by, you know, different varieties of these, these men's health issues. So, it is it is real. It does happen to young people, old people. It doesn't matter. You know, if you have balls or a prostate, cancer could come for you. So, if you know someone who has balls or a prostate, you know, this, this could affect you very easily. So, um, cancer doesn't care what color you are or how old you are or what you're doing or what your plans are. It, it just does whatever it wants. So, um, you know, like I said, any dollar can help, any awareness can help, any sharing, any, anything. So, uh, get out there, do what you can. And, um, thank you. So we'll go ahead thank and we'll, you. we'll go ahead and we'll hit a line and we'll get out of here. Let's and uh, I just... You know, I had to pee until we started about the cancer research, and I was like, I'm good. You're good. You're all good. You know? Um, it's what really matters And I, I just got to ask you, man, if you're not fucking Miri, then why is your dick out right now? Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. <laughs> it's because you have to pee, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>